This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by copious amounts of alcohol. If it weren't for copious amounts of alcohol, there'd be a lot of fat women out there sad and lonely. Copious amounts of alcohol, working hard for you. To here's what I don't get from north to south, east to west, the only international podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I am your host, Tab Burton. With me today, from deep in South America, the one, the only, Joe Chaco. Hola, me and Chata. Tab, it's. Uh... You know, it's, it's funny, man, because, like, you get to be in the groove of the, you know, like, the week-to-week, right? Yeah. And I get to live vicariously through you when I'm driving. <laughs> and uh, uh, just, like, like because, like, there's a lot of truckers that listen to this show. I'm sure there's got to be a lot of truckers that listen to the show. So, you know, hello to the truckers. My respect to the truckers. As a Canadian, extra respect to truckers. Um, but... Uh, yeah, man. How you been? Like, uh, I, I mean, I, I've been, I'm following along. Uh, I'm, I'm one episode off on, on my catching up. Uh, so now I'll be two episodes off because I'll have to go back through this because I, I mentally I, I've got to be like, you know, checking out and just letting the, the performer do its thing. <laughs> once you once the show is over, your your brain just kind of like it, it almost your brain shuts down. You do the show and then yeah. you kind of wake up an hour later and you're like, <laughs> oh, crap. And then like I go inside. Werewolf. I'm like, what? What did I say? Oh no, what did I say? Yeah. And then you get a comment and it's like, I thought it was really interesting that thing you said about like Guam. And you go, like, I don't remember talking about Guam. And yeah, go back and listen. Uh yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. I I've been like that now for five years. No, where sometimes kidding, people actually I, I kind of remember being like that even like as a kid, where people would tell me, um, I remember this vividly. I don't. I don't know why, but I got this message back when I saw it Facebook from this girl that I had been friends with, not completely platonically. We had all these classes together. We were like interested in the same types types of TV shows and stuff. And she sent me this really nice message on Facebook that was like, "Hey, you know, I just wanted to say like I always, uh, you know, I always enjoyed our friendship. And one time you told me this thing, and uh, it." It stuck with me for all these years. It's really meant a lot. And I, I've kind of I kept that in perspective all this time. And so I just wanted to say thank you. And like you're a good friend. And I was like, I have no fucking recollection of ever saying these things to you. It was some it was some reassurance <laughs> about about how uh like men and women are different. And so oh, and now okay. now I even still don't even remember what it was. It was so long ago. Oh man. Uh, What's funny is, is like, um, my son, he's, he's, you know, like, cause like, here's what I don't get started when he was like a little kid, like real little kid. And I fact, and in fact, like I was, we were talking about this at the dinner table today that if Patreon has kept everything from the beginning, then there somewhere deep in the archives is an episode where I interviewed my, my own son when he, I think he was like four or five years old. And, um, Chaco Jr. uh, So I'm going to have to dig that one out and, and play it for him again. But what's so funny is, is like, you know, like kids have this really different perspective of like 
what like famous is or like what um what uh, uh you know like things that are like wildly popular or not so like when i say to him i'm like yeah i'm gonna go and do another episode of here's what i don't get tonight he's like oh wow there's <laughs> like dad like that's so huge and i'm like no it's, it's kind of not son <laughs> it's kind of not but it's like, and it's like um <clears throat> i'll never forget when i i went to uh the red state of North Carolina to go and visit uh, other co-hosts of the show, uh, Uncle Buck in person, which was really cool. Um, and at the time we were doing, we were doing another podcast, just Buck and Chaco. And it was the, the more faith-based, um, more faith-based show. But it was funny when we got there, cause like his daughter, um, was so impressed to meet me this you know person in her life and she was like quoting the show and i'm like i'm like wow like they which <laughs> funny is because I, I don't let my kids listen to any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, my son's like dad can, can we can we listen to can we can i is 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 tonight gonna be an episode where i can listen to it i'm like i don't know like you know, I try not to swear, but like, I can't promise you anything for tab. <laughs> and like, and, he, and then we go through like the, the, like what kind of swears. Cause he's like, he's like, well, if it's just, and he's like, if it's just the F word, I'm okay. I'm like, Oh, it's, it's not just the F words. It's, it's there's whole just new the realms of, of curse no, words that no. tab will teach you. You should not listen <laughs> to this man. Well, this is the funny thing it's like, in my life, in, in my world over here, like in our household, like, like f f bombs get thrown here and there. They're no problem. Like you know, it's the it's the GDs and the JCs. Which yeah. on that on that other uh, episode with uh, Hack the Movies, uh, <clears throat> is it Tony? Tony. Oh, uh, yeah. I should I should know the other other yeah, one of the other hosts of the name. show. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm listening to it. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is great. And then like all of a sudden, like the first GD comes in. I'm like, oof. Don't know if I can play it. Then, then a JC came in as a swear. And I was like, okay, this isn't going to get played in my, <laughs> it's like, it's no. like this is good. headphones on can't play it when the kids are in the car, but like F bombs totally fine. But that what was funnier was my, my daughter. Like, so like, we're talking about like the, the level of the, of the, of <laughs> and my daughter, bless her soul. She's like, what about the N word dad? Are you going to use the N word? <laughs> And what's funny is she doesn't know what the N word is. She just knows she just that like knows. there's there is an N word that nobody can say. And I'm like I'm like yeah I I I, I suspect we won't be using the N word tonight um, unless we I want to get uh, really rid of that Patreon. <laughs> on on this show we use the word naker. Um, I don't naker. Remember, yeah, I don't okay. if you remember when Kobe Bryant uh, died. There was there was some like L.A. like Good Morning L.A anchor lady and oh, no she started to say oh no she said the n-word because mm. she was she was like combining two words together and mm. then she tried to play it off by saying that she used the word naker because she was trying to say <laughs> something uh, the knicks and the lakers and so oh. she said naker but she did not say naker and so <laughs> we started saying naker and i've there's been a few like comments on things where people will be like man it's good to have joel back even if he is like a, a i thought he was kind of a naker before but you know he seems like a pretty good guy now 
Well, you know, I mean, don't don't count out my nakerness just yet. I, I might disappoint <laughs> you. <laughs> so, oh, oh, man. can I ask you a personal question? This is going to be. Oh, 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 by the way, by the way, uh, the Ask Chaco Junior episode was published on March fifth, two thousand seventeen. Wow. Yeah. So more than five wow. years ago. Uh, I just I scrolled through the feed to find it real quick. Um, Sorry, speaking I'm crunching ice. That's like horrible bad stuff for like you. you anybody who's listening, if it hasn't been edited out because like it just lazily gets floated out there, I apologize in advance. I just crunched ice completely, completely blanked on that one. Anyways, go ahead. It's funny you mentioned that because that's where I was going um, early early on in the show. While mm-hmm. you were on the show. Uh, the show was all audio. There was no video component, and right. you had you had a glass that had ice in it, and you you shook it in front of the microphone, and you said, "If anyone can listen to this and guess what I'm drinking, um, well, I don't I don't remember what the prize was. I think <clears throat> I think it was some stickers, maybe, or or some okay. Luchando some Luchando merchandise, maybe some yeah. Overmortal stuff from Buck, and yeah. some friend of yours of the show guessed that it was for Net. Yes. And people are going to be like, why does Tab remember any of this? It's like, it's, it's <laughs> rampant autism. <laughs> yeah, it was Fernet. Yes. Are you talking about this stuff? That is it. That's the stuff, man. That oh stuff is God. awesome. This, this stuff is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have it with Coca-Cola? No, I had it. Um, I, there was some cocktail that I needed. Like, if, I, if you can see the level. Like yeah, this yeah, bottle, barely... this bottle has been opened. It had like okay. a tablespoon of of fernet in it for yeah. some cocktail. I don't remember what the cocktail it's was. It's digestive. Off the top of my it's head. like it's it's Italian like grandma medicine, oh, and God. like it got taken up by the Argies, <clears throat> the Argentines, and um, the. Did I tell the story of it? Like why I started drinking it in the Nope. In the, you just said okay. it was Fernet and I had never heard of it before. And then <laughs> and then years later, fast forward four years or something, I'm I'm I had looking Fernet at these, before we had the show started. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, I, 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 I was I'm okay, looking so, at recipes. I see that name and I thought, is that what Joel was drinking that yep. one episode of the podcast? And, and you got that, the right one. And you got the right one. Cause there's like several different ones, but that's like it, it cause like it's this weird KFC type formula thing where like, you know, they, they won't leak the recipe of the, of that particular one. Yeah. And it was, um, so back in, it was the day after Christmas in 2014. And, um, I was scrambling to get everything done in time because my, my television show, began it was supposed to begin taping excuse me supposed to begin taping at the end of february in 2015 and uh and was going to be our premiere was supposed to be in march and so and i didn't have a ring yet for for, so so a wrestling show with a ring doesn't it's not very good (laughs) and so um, it seems like it'd be almost impossible it would it's not great (laughs) and so i um uh the and nobody here knows how to make a ring and i was supposed to get uh i was supposed to get a ring shipped uh they they bunk they 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 screwed it up uh, up there. So I had to scramble. I had to find this like guy in like Buenos Aires who <clears throat> was like a metal worker who also doubled as a wrestler and, uh, and guy. 
And I found him on Facebook and he was making my ring for me. But the problem was I couldn't just send him the money because Argentina is Argentina. And Argentina's got these weird banking laws and they always screwing up the currency. And so like for the, for the I, I forget, it was something like something stupid. Like if I sent them a dollar US in his bank, he'd get eight pesos at the time, right? But if I went and I took a dollar to an exchange place, I'd get 12 pesos, right? So I'm like losing like, I, you know, I'm losing a lot on the exchange if I just sent him a transfer. So, and this ring was like $10,000. So, you know, like it would change it to being $15,000 if I, if I did it this way. So, and, and, and because it's Latin America and it's Argentina, that all the supply companies that would give him the materials to build the ring in time would close for like a long Christmas break. So I had to, I had to exchange $10,000 worth of us dollars into pesos. And then I bought a ticket to fly to Buenos Aires because I was saving five grand a $500 ticket to go to Buenos Aires just made sense. And also yeah. just was like safer because I couldn't send by Western union or any money transfer thing. Cause I, I would go out. You can't send pesos to pesos. You had to send us dollars to peso. It was just like this weird, crazy thing. And I tried so many times I'd go across the border and we tried to Western union it. And there'd be like a daily maximum when I couldn't get them enough to, to get this thing in. So finally I ended up, um, yeah, flying there on like December 26th <clears throat> and I get there and I, I like took like a, like an illegal number, like a, an illegal amount of cash with me to do this. Like, it's like, like tucked you into your belt that. and stuff. No, I had it. I had it in a backpack in my carry on, like stuffed into like a box for like a, an, a like a clock radio I had bought, like, you know, <laughs> somewhat time before. So I get there and this guy picks me up at the airport and like Argentine Spanish sounds very different from Paraguayan Spanish. Like basically he's like trying to like pick it up. So it's me and this like giant Viking looking wrestler guy driving around town with this large amount of cash going to this, like to my hotel to count it out on the bed so that he can then safely take it back to, to his, his thing. It was just this weird, weird thing. But then I was like, look, Hey man, while I'm here, why don't you like, why don't I meet up with you and your wrestler buddies and we'll talk about, you know, what, I'm, what we're working on for our project. So he gets me in, he, he, he booked it ahead of time. And I'm going to this, this, this pizza parlor with like this giant steroided up like wrestler guys. And the whole time they think I'm basically Vince McMahon. And I'm at this point, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not. And they, and they're all there. And I'm thinking, okay, like I'm going to drink with these guys and I'm like, you know, let's get a beer or something. But none of them drank beer. They all drank Fernet and cola. <laughs> and so like they're thinking if they give me this thing that I'll like cough on it, I'll probably react to it the same way you did. And so I, it, got, it comes to the table, I get it. And I'm like, I'm watching how they do it. Cause it's like, 
you got you got the they it, basically they give you the shot the like a, the the they pour them fernet it's got the ice in it and then you pour in the coke as you drink it okay. and it's got to be at the bottom and don't stir it and so you drink it with a coke and uh it and and like I was expecting to hate it based on like the like looks on their face when when they were looking at me drinking it and I ended up loving it I thought it was great but like that was with Coca-Cola and I don't really like uh, Coca-Cola that much. <laughs> and, um, uh, but I, I do like it with Fernet, but then lately my wife and I will actually, we'll just, we'll just say after like, after the kids are in bed, it's like, Hey, would you like a digestif? You know, like, you know, would you like some digestive medicine? And then uh, we just pour like, pour some Fernet with a little bit of ice and I, I, I've just grown a taste for it. I think it's fantastic. It's so, you know, don't get rid of that bottle just yet. You might end up actually liking it over time. You never know. So who's this yeah. little fellow we got here? Oh, this is my cat Reacher. He's the vice president of here's what I don't get. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We got a new cat this week uh, or not this week, like two weeks ago. Um, no, it was last week. It was last week. Uh, we, We'll get to the issues here in a second, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, we, it was a weird day uh, because um, I wanted to actually, I'll save it. I'll save it for after, uh, after the, uh, after the show ends for the call in part. Cause I, I, I have a good, it's a, it's a good, it's, it's incorporated into my, my fish story. So okay. I can always bring that in uh, at the end there. So <clears throat> cool. Well, let's, uh, let's hop into some issues. What's your, <clears throat> what's your issue this week, Joel? All right. Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Shitty shuffle algorithms. <laughs> um, so uh, do you know what I'm talking about with this? Uh, shuffle algorithms. So it's like, uh, well, this, so I don't want to spoil your issue, but this was happening to me the last two days with um, Pandora. Okay. Okay. So you still get Pandora. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I inherited using Pandora. And so it was like yesterday was, was yesterday. And it was just like yes song after yes song after yes song <laughs> and which is fine i like yes right but i'm working with a bunch of like 18 and 20 year olds they don't know oh, who yes that's is not gonna fly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then today was phil collins day and it was like just <laughs> phil collins song after phil collins song and i'm like who is picking this <laughs> well that's the thing right like so like what what bothers me like spotify playlists and i make i like making like really long ones. I just kind of dump a bunch of stuff in there, stuff I like, like, you know, so for example, like for Canada day, I made this gigantic can con Canadian can content uh, playlist, which like, and it tells you how long it would play. Like, like this playlist is like eight days long. Like you yeah. can play it all week and not hear the same song. If you weren't a shitty shuffle algorithm. And so like, I try to put this algorithm, like this shuffle on and Spotify, for whatever reason, they, they, they think if you listen to a song all the way through, like you're going to want to hear that again, like tomorrow, yeah. you know? And it's just like, it's like, I'm like, I heard that. And like, why, why is this playing? Like we have, <clears throat> we have playlists for like long drives with the kids and stuff. And like, I try to make them longer so I can like, you know, show the kids some music they haven't heard before. Like tell them the good stuff. Right. 
And, and it just, it keeps playing the same thing so that like it, it takes songs that I actually liked and then makes me actually dislike them because like, I, you know, like there's this bit, I, I used to really like this comedian, uh, John Mulaney. Do you know who yeah. he is? Oh yeah. And, and he's got this really great bit about his buddy who like jacked a, um, what's a pussycat at the song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's at a diner. He just so Hold for those on. who haven't heard the bit, we'll go ahead. So, so, so the bit is him and his friend John go into a diner and they play the jukebox has like four plays for a dollar or something yeah. like that. So they put in like uh, what's new bucks. pussycat, tw- like ten dollars worth of what's new pussycat. And they end up yeah. playing it like twenty one times, and the diner goes crazy. Here's the craziest part, though: the venue where Chicago Road Rage was across the street from the salt and pepper diner oh that's the place where the yeah, that i was comes from. we were outside uh we were outside <clears> the theater like talking and i'm talking to some guy and i kind of look past his shoulder and i see salt and pepper diner and i'm like no fucking way <laughs> and i i just i just ejected that conversation i'm sorry to whoever <laughs> i was talking to i just ejected that conversation and grabbed my phone and i'm like let me line up here i took a picture of it and i said what to- do you pussy get uh, still in the it was box? closed. It was closed. Oh. Yeah. So I sent the, but I sent the picture to Tim and I was like, I cannot believe, like, I know <laughs> one thing about one thing about Chicago and that's the fucking salt and pepper diner is here. <laughs> and then boom, I, I happen to be right across the street from it. So yeah, that's it's a hilarious. great bit. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And what I also like about the bit is that there's this, like he says, the genius of his friend was that he snuck in um, one. It's not unusual. Not- Right. And, and so that's what ends up happening to me is I'm, I'm like, uh, I'll be slipping through my, 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 uh, my shuffle. And then like an actual new song comes on. I'm like happy for a second. I'm like, yes, finally, you finally got it going. And then like the next song is like the song that I heard yesterday. And and I don't know if you've got these in the U S but like all across Canada, it's the same radio station. It's called Jack FM. Right. So Jack FM is, is supposed to be like an all mix, like not all new, but like, you know, and their whole shtick was like, you know, playing, uh, you know, the songs you love and trying not to like repeat. Mm-hmm. But like the problem was, is I remember I was working this, the, one of the worst jobs uh, I worked for city financial, which was like, you know, just crappy, like high interest loans. Like it was just like the scummiest job. And we had Jack FM on at, at, work like all day long. This was like one of the last times I ever actually worked in like an office with like a at work radio and Jack FM would be playing every single day. And it was like, I, I, cause I'm, I'm, you know, my ADD kicks in and I can't tune out certain sounds or songs. Like if I'm at a beach and I'm trying to like, just like chill out at the beach and somebody's got a radio on fine, I can listen to the radio. But if somebody's got a radio on and then on another side of the beach, somebody's got like some stupid drum circle going on, I go nuts. Like I, I can't relax. <laughs> like I can't, I can't, it's just too much going on. And and so like with Jack FM, it, it got bad. I started like being like Rain Man about it. Like, you know, all autistic about it. Like, like going to like my coworkers and like calling the next song and like knowing exactly what was coming next on the playlist. Cause they had no shuffle. It was just the same thing. It was just the same you could almost tell the, 
tell the time of day, it'd be like, oh, it's yeah. here comes Jack and Diane. It must be 335. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh, here comes Billy Joel's and only the good die young is, you know, that means it's almost lunchtime. Only you know, the but, good uh, could be so lucky. <laughs> oh, man. But like, so um, we don't take our, we don't take the family out too, too often to go out to a restaurant here. Cause it's like, it's like a 20 minute drive and I'm going to get somebody to watch the dogs and all this kind of stuff. So like, but when we do, it's kind of like a big deal. And like, we drove down to, uh, to the local, there's like this really cool, like, like a uh, ruin bar. It's like a, it's like an old train station that's been turned into like this really cool bar. And that sounds. And cool. the thing about, yeah, it's awesome. But, and then the other thing is, is like, cause like we're Canadians, we eat really early compared to Paraguayans. Right. Like, I mean, Paraguayans, like if you invite them over for dinner and it's before nine, they're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like, you know, like so. But the place opens at like five thirty or six. And then uh, and then the thing is, is that I um, uh, we we went there at six and like every time we go to a restaurant, every time we go to a restaurant in Paraguay, if it's not lunchtime, we're alone. We've got the whole place to ourselves. It's great. It sounds you know, awesome. It, yeah. It's kind of great. But like the funny thing about that is we're sitting there and, you know, like the kids are doing their thing and they're coloring and they're doing, you know, they're, we're making cracking jokes. But my wife picked up on it. Usually I'm the one that picks up on it. My wife picked up on it this time. She's like, hey, we already heard that song tonight. It was, it's the song. It's like American Boy. Um, I, I uh, I, I think I've heard it before. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. That's the last time I did. Anyways. So like, okay. It, it, like it played before. Like we've, we've heard it. Great. So then <clears throat> twice, cause we hadn't even done our food yet. Twice, twice we'd heard it. And then like another song comes on and then it's like the third time. <laughs> Like the third time it's played and I'm and my wife is looking at me and we start, now we're starting to get into the, like, should we say something or, you know, mode like, yeah. you know, and like, and here it's like, cause like we're already like alone in the restaurant. Our, our Spanish is good, but like, you know, there's certain types of nuances of things like, you know, like, cause, cause Paraguayans, they're really tolerant people. They, they can tolerate all kinds of discomfort. How do you say in Spanish? If I hear that song one more time, I'm going to burn this damn place to the ground. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it played again, a fourth time. And this was right before we still hadn't gotten our food yet. And so I, I'm putting on my best face. I go up to the, to, to the lady. I'm gonna, like they're, they're, the employees are milling about. And the thing is, I don't know if this is a shuffle or they just really love, love song. this song. <laughs> You can like, like, you're like, hey, can you stop playing that song? And they go, yeah. whoa, that's our favorite. <laughs> the, the, I'm like, this owner uh, of this restaurant loves that song. We're required by law to play that song every exactly. 15 minutes. You sit down, you damn Canadian. Sit down <laughs> in your seat and eat your damn enchiladas. <laughs> so I come up and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just doing this. And I'm just like, I'm trying to do it non-verbally. I'm like, mm. I'm like looking at them and I'm like pointing and pointing. Quatro, quatro veces. Puedes cambiar la música, por favor? Can you please change the music? And she doesn't get why I'm asking this. So like, she's like, is it something wrong with the genre? Is the volume too? And I'm like, no, is, 
any other song. I'm just <laughs> any other song, please. And, and that's the thing. Like it, it and and I I I it might not have been their fault. It might just be a shitty shuffle algorithm. But that's like the thing, man. It's like shuffle should shuffle. Man, I remember I used like shuffles used to be good on like on like discmans, you know, yeah. like I mean, because on a discman, you hit shuffle and it'll make sure it hits every track before it plays the same track again. Yeah. But like with my Spotify, it's like, you know, I've got this eight day thing and I I <clears throat> I turn it up, you know, like if I get in my truck and I, you know, I start it up again, it's gonna think it'll go, well, you know, Joel really liked, you know, hearing. He really liked hearing that uh, that song by uh, Big Rack, you know, and, and so he, he'll he'll want to hear that again. And it's like, yeah, but no, but I don't. Like I do, but I don't. I, I you know, like that. There's a reason I gave you a whole week's worth of music, and you keep giving me a whole lunch hour worth of music. It's brutal, you know. So yeah, that, that's that's my issue. Is is just like do something about this Spotify, please, please. Just like you know. And the other thing is like this is an odd offshoot it's not spotify's fault this is completely my own fault but like uh sometimes i like to make theme playlists <laughs> and and uh i tried doing this the other day because like my my wife and i we started pointing out like there's a lot of songs that have the the lyrics do 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 in them so i started making a do do playlist playlist yeah 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 so like you know it started with me like us watching this like you know, this rock scholar guy on YouTube talking about the history of the song. I was made for loving you by kiss. <laughs> and like, and like the, 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 it's a terrible song, but the funny part about it was like, they, they tell the story about like when Gene Simmons like came in and they're like, they're like, yeah, we got this great new disco song that we're going to do. And it's like a whole new take on disco. He's like, fine. I'll, you know, like this, the, the music sounds good. Like, what are my lyrics? <laughs> and it's like, Oh, you're going to love them. You just sing do, 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 do. <laughs> and so we made this do, do playlist and I went through and I was like, I was trying to say, trying to put a playlist together of all the songs that have do, do, do in them somewhere as a lyric. But the problem is, is like, I got about maybe about 20 songs, 30 songs in and putting them in, like listening for it. And all of a sudden, every time a do, do came in, it was like like this ear piercing horrible like I was like I was like <laughs> like like I couldn't hear doo doo anymore anymore in any song it was like a doo doo bomb and but I still have that playlist on um, add to it from time to time but I think at this point it's an unlistenable <laughs> playlist because of every song that has doo 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 in it because I like, a, like there's what's that's right it's like a quarantine playlist so put all those songs in that playlist <laughs> yes. and never let them out again. But Spotify would probably, you know, screw that up at some point in time. But yes, shitty shuffle algorithms is my uh, issue for this week. I've got a funny story kind of related to that. Um, shuffle, bad shuffle experiences of your own? Yeah. So I worked I worked with this guy. I didn't work with him at this venue, but I worked with him elsewhere. And uh, so every year... Arvest Bank in Tulsa puts on Winterfest in downtown where they block a major thoroughfare in the middle of downtown and they put an ice rink in there in this big ugly tree and they, they're Christmas lights and it's outside the big arena so you're supposed to like oh you can go ice skating oh so stupid Tulsa of course 
doesn't really stay below 30 degrees for I was more than say, a day or two. So that must be a very expensive ice rink. It, 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 last year they put in two giant chillers to try and keep it frozen. Cause most of the time it turns into this big slushy mess, but I worked with this guy who worked for the company that put on the AV for the, and so they would, they had like this little booth and they'd play music and he, he started playing dogs barking jingle bells every hour on the hour. And then he trained the new guys so, who would come in. He'd be like, all right, so here's the thing here. Um, this is what you, we do here. You have to play dogs barking jingle bells every hour, at least once an hour. And they're like, why? I, I don't know. It's just a policy. It has to get played. You got to do it. And he trained like six guys to do it. And then it's it's just rippled through. And they still play dogs barking jingle bells every hour. And nobody knows why. They're just like, yeah, I mean, I, when I was trained, they told me we had to play dogs barking jingle bells. And people would walk up. People walk up and be like, please, can you stop playing that song? You played it an no. hour ago. And he'd be like, no, it's just various policy. I I, I, my hands are tied. Just to mess with people. And I, I'm like, I hate Christmas carols. Everybody knows that about me. Yeah. But what I do love is making people that like Christmas carols go crazy. So dog barking jingle bells, that's the one. My other one is, I worked at the Lego store in college and um, the, when I first started working there, we like had one of those Muzak boxes where it was a radio, but it wasn't like terrestrial radio. You paid a subscription or however it worked. And then Lego corporate decided they were not going to pay for Muzak anymore. They were going to go to the system where you put this player in the store and then they sent you discs and it was like a CD that had, a bunch of mp3s on it and you put the disc in your player and it downloaded the mp3s off of the disc and put it in its memory banks and then you pulled the disc out and destroyed it so that you that sounds like overly complicated middleman stuff it, it was Holy cow. Th- they were describing it to me and i'm like can we just hook up an ipod like this doesn't make any sense <laughs> so the thing was they put in the new box they sent us one disc now the one disc had about four hours of music on it so if you worked anything more than four hours you heard those songs a second time and so Uh you'd be like you'd be walking into your shift and you'd be hearing a song and then several hours later you hear that song you'd be like oh i guess it's got to be close for me time to leave because i'm hearing this starting to hear the same damn music again and it took them they installed this new system in midsummer, and we didn't get a new disc until nearly Christmas oh. when they sent us the Christmas season disc. And, and I was just like, yeah, I, I quit. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> working here. Actually, no, I waited. And I, I did a whole year. I was like, I worked there like a year and a half, and then I decided I didn't want to work there anymore. Uh, well, uh, like but we it, had that it, same thing at Starbucks where they, they had like the set. We had this like set amount of you could only play the Starbucks CDs that like were sold in the Starbucks. And so like we we would have like arguments between the different like coworkers like well like we haven't heard this one in a long time. And like yeah because it sucks. But then there's another one is like okay but if I hear that there there was this one that had this like Manu Chow song on it that I just oh it was just the worst just the worst song. The rest of the CD was fine, but like that Manu Chow song would be just like the worst. So 
I got to knowing when like I was about two or three <laughs> songs away from it, that that's the time where I'd be like hounding my, like my shit take a supervisor break. to take a break so I can get out and not listen to it. But that's the thing too, is like going back to the algorithm itself. Like you brought up iPod, dude, I see my, the first couple of generations of iPod had a great shuffle algorithm on them. Like I the mean, click wheel wonderful. One. Yeah, they were great, man. I loved that. Like, it was just the best. I, it, it was like, I had so much music, you know, like at that time, like even four gigabytes of music to to a person who had used to be like carrying around a CD wallet and like a backpack and like a discman to go on the bus and stuff like that. To have four gigabytes or eight gigabytes of music was like a godsend. It was the best. And like, you know, you put only the music you like on it. And so like the shuffle function on it was fantastic because it was just like all the stuff I like and I know how like it would take a long time to get through it but there's this weird thing about music platforms and players that they steadily get worse over the years like even iTunes used to be awesome and yeah. it's terrible now it's the it's, it's unusable. unusable it's yeah. unusable I can't use it and like you know like I know so you know the the like you said you, you use pa pandora and i i'm using uh spotify and it's kind of like the best of a bad bunch because that's the thing like i got friends who are like yeah well i use like apple music i'm like no nah, i'm not i'm not I'll pay for that well, yeah fool me once <laughs> fool me once shame on you but like you know like i i i wish that there was some more like customization or something i could do you know and like the other thing is if you put a bunch of your your music on there they'll do this thing where they enhance your playlist if you want them to and By they like try to like throw in suge yeah related, new suggestions yeah. but like i didn't know for the <laughs> for the longest time that that was even an option because it was like a new one they threw in and so i'd be like playing like a playlist of something that i knew and curated and made and then all of a sudden, like something else is on there and like, it'll come on and when I'm in, in with my wife and, and the kids and I'm like, I didn't put that on there. That's not mine. I don't even like that song. <laughs> I, I, I'm just holding this song for where It's not my, it's not my song. <laughs> exactly. It's getting me in trouble. So anyways, yeah, yeah man. Um, That's why uh, I love local storage. I use them for music. I use this app called Pulsar on my phone and okay. I have. I have a few bands worth of discographies of stuff that I like in there and it's shuffle algorithm is great. Like you, I pick the crash just dummies. I shuffle all songs. There's like 120 songs and I hit play that. And you, I can see it in my car. It pops up on the dash, like where I am in the playlist and I hit play and it's one of 120. And then I skip to the next song. It's two of 120 and it will not play any of those songs again until I hit 120 and it stops the playlist and jumps back to the beginning. It's great. And see, here's the thing. Like, so I've got crash test dummies, of course, in the CanCon list. Cause they're from Winnipeg and like, but you'd think, cause like they had a couple of late tracks, like they had this one called like get a lid on things. I think it's called like keep a lid on things, keep a lid on things. Yeah. Yeah. Great song. Never plays. You know what I always get? I get a um, ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead. No, I get mm, or yeah. coffee spoons or whatever the other afternoons one. and coffee spoons. That's yeah, my yeah. favorite crash test dummy song, by the way. It's a good song. The first, you know, but not like seven times a week. That's fair. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 
Anyways, yes. Uh, shitty. Uh, shitty. Well, no, to, to close that one off too, it's like, that's what I was escaping radio from. You know what I mean? Like exactly the, the, the payola days and like, like, you know, cause I hate radio because they'll play the same songs. Like if there's a hit, that hit plays five times a day, right? Yeah. Like f- five times a day. And, and if you're working and you hear a song five times a day, like, cause they know they've done the research on this. If you play the song enough, It'll get caught in the, you might not even like it the first 20 times you hear it. But then after a while, like you start to associate it with like good feelings of that day or whatever. Yeah. And you and start walking just, around humming it to yourself and you're like, I got to get this out of my head and, you know, let me yeah. buy the album. Yeah. Let me buy it. But then there's this weird type of person who loves repeating songs. Like loves repeating. Have you met this person? Like, like, I love this song. Put it on. It just skips it to the beginning of the song. Like, if there's nothing I hate more than hearing the same song, like again, right after I heard it, like just yeah. right after I heard it. But it, it always reminds me of this one house party I went to when I was in high school. And, and like the worst kind of person at a high school house party is a non high schooler, like somebody who's older than the high schoolers. Like, it's like, who invited that guy? Uh, I don't know. He's like, he's, you know, he's in college. He, he must've broken up with so-and-so. And there was this one time I went to the, I went, I went to this one party and there was this guy and he was just like this just gigantic, you know, just like Jabba the Hutt looking guy, but I mean like, but with like big biker arms, you know, and, and he was sitting in front of the, um, the stereo and he he just hijacked it like nobody could change the music, and I, I think he was like mourning like a breakup, mm. and and so he just had on repeat the song "Lightning Crashes" by Live, yeah. like on repeat for the whole night, and nobody could change it because he would beat them up. Like he would just like there was no, so so the, he just killed the party with like twelve in a row lightning crashes by live and now I can't think of every time I hear that song I only think of what that guy looked like and you know why why uh, why we all left the party <laughs> yeah I I that's why I hate the Eagles now because in two thousand uh, ten. 2009, 2010, whenever the arena in town opened, they were the big opening act. And every radio station in Tulsa played the Eagles like every fourth song would be another fucking Eagles song. And it, it got to the point where I, so I worked at this barbecue restaurant and we had the radio playing and I'm cutting meat. And it would just be like the first three seconds of an Eagles song. I'm like, change the goddamn radio station. Oh, sorry. <laughs> change the radio station. I, I can't, I can't listen to another fucking one of these songs. And not just one song, the entire discography. <laughs> so you I turned into the dude from the big. Lebowski. I turned into the dude. I cannot stand the Eagles. I, I mean, uh, the last time I was in Tulsa, my, I went and saw my dad playing and they started playing an Eagles song. And I was like, play a song that doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, hold on, hold on. Eagles. Is it? All of them, like a hundred percent of them, because I also hate the Eagles. Joel, like- if I had a time machine, I would not go back in time and kill Hitler. I would kill every <laughs> member of the Eagles as babies. Every goddamn one of them. Sorry. Okay, just you can kill all but Joe Walsh. Joe <laughs> Walsh, Joe especially. Walsh. Joe Walsh did a song with Stuttering John, that out fat alcoholic fuck. 
<laughs> Life's been good to me so far. Life will be good to you when someone puts a bullet in your brain, you bastard. You Come on, son man. of a the bitch. Rocky Mountain Way is a great song. But uh, the, the no, man, Try and Love Again. That's just, it's an amazing song, man. Try and Love Again. Nobody ever plays it. It's on Ho- Hotel California. I don't like the Eagles, but that song, man, that'll that'll get me every time. But put them in a capsule, uh, launch them into space. <laughs> every one of them. Oh man, just I hate the fucking Eagles. Change the radio. Man. I've had a real bad day. <laughs> and I hate the fucking Eagles. Ironically, don't care for that movie, but that one line, love that, love that one scene in the movie. Just I. Just, I had a real rough day, and I hate the fucking Eagles, man. I'm, and I just, I go, yeah, I, I get that one. I totally agree. I feel you, man. <laughs> so there's uh, my issue. Awesome. That's so. a, a great issue. And uh, so now we're going to go into the news, and then after that, we're going to go back into that same issue again. <laughs> <laughs> and and play it off like we didn't, you know. We yeah, didn't like we didn't just do the same well, issue. Or, or we'll play it off like, well, you liked hearing it the first time, so here it is again for Here's you. Here's a cover of that same issue <laughs> by a different Here's band a- that sucks. <laughs> There's a callback. <laughs> uh, well, th- that brings us to Miller episode. It's time for this episode is brought to you by the Blackface Lawyer News Network. I'm calling the police. Two, if you count the cows. <laughs> well, uh, my dad, or I saw. Well, sorry, I just doxed him. Dad Cucks Ooh. correspondent. Dad Cucks sent us some news this week. Uh, this <laughs> one, this I feel like this one's totally justified. This is this is a good one. Um, from RNN, a Colorado man was convicted of killing a woman with an AK-47 over dog poop. Uh, Michael Close, 38, was found guilty by a jury Thursday on all charges brought against him for the June 10th, 2020 murder of Il- Isabella Thallis, who was 21. I am de- I am delighted that we were able to get justice for Isabella Thallis, said Darian Simon, Denver District. Wait, oh, sorry. I'm delighted that we were able to get justice for Isabella Thallis and Darian Simon, Denver District Attorney Beth McCann wrote in a statement. Moreover, I am extremely proud of our prosecution team for their excellent work. According to prosecutors, Thallis and her boyfriend, Darian Simon, were walking their dog near Coors Field in Denver when they urged the pet to relieve itself outside of Close's home, prompting the 38-year-old to argue with the couple. Are you going to train that fucking dog or just yell at it, Close said, according to police Close then went back inside, grabbed an AK-47 that he had taken from a friend who was a sergeant with the Denver Denver police, and fired the couple 24 times. Thallus died instantly after being struck in the back, while Simon was shot twice in the legs and buttocks. The boyfriend ran from the scene but collapsed nearby. Close called his girlfriend and admitted to shooting the, the couple before driving west towards the mountains with a rifle and pistol. He was stopped and was later arrested in Jefferson County. Close had previously pled not guilty to the re- by reason of insanity, but was rebuffed by the jury who found him guilty after two hours of deliberation on one count of first-degree murder and two counts of attempted first-degree murder and two counts of first-degree assault. Following the verdict, Elizabeth Thallis' father was lamenting the loss of his daughter while speaking to reporters. There is no justice in this, Joshua Thallis said. There are so many losses all around. Our family, obviously, Bella's friends lost, the community lost, and even Close's family lost, hey, because of poor choices. Closes to be sentenced on November 4th and faces life in prison. Now, Joel, I don't know what your neighbors are like. I, I live in a house. I have a very small yard. But uh, I swear to God, if I run over another pile of dog shit in my yard mowing the lawn, I'm killing every one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> that guy is totally justified. You lead your dog to a man's house. You have it shit in the yard and you don't have the decency to pick that stuff up. Fuck you to death. 
absolutely deserve to be shot in the street. He should have been able to drag their bodies and put them on pikes. This is what happened to the last dog shitter that came to my house. Oh, I can't believe the jury would just sit there and be like, yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy was a little extreme. Well, it was it was a double homicide, but you know, I it was only you. one homicide. It was only one homicide. The oh, guy lives. He okay, was just okay. hit. <laughs> and it's yeah, it'll, it'll go I cannot, on I cannot express to you the smell. This was this was I get last you. week. I get you. Yeah, get last you, week of the week before I'm mowing and in the in the tall grass there was a pile of dog shit and it just it, it like aerosolized it just Boom. It was like I I shit my own pants. And then I had to drive around with it to mow more of the yard. Oh, yeah. It was awful. Oh. And I have an electric lawnmower, so it's not like I go get the hose and hose that sucker out. Oh, yeah, it does stink really bad. And so we have three dogs now. Three. We got our third. Because uh, the, the, the first one, the first one is like, you know, the dog we got in Canada. She's great. She's just a wonderful dog, a golden doodle. She's tall and, and, and like, you know, has a big bark, but like is a total softy. And like, uh, but the, when we moved here, we ended up getting a second dog. It's like, I, I like the joke. It's, it's like my second dog is not my dog. It's my dog's dog. It's like basically my pet's pet yeah. so that she has somebody to play with. <clears throat> but, and we just got a third one. Cause neither of those are, you know, any good at, um, at guarding the property which is what I need them for. Right. Like I, I need, I need a guard dog, but like when it comes to, when it comes to that smell and it comes to that, my son is a cat poo or dog poo magnet. Like it doesn't matter where we go. And here in Paraguay, like, like dog culture in Paraguay is very different. You'd love it here. And the reason why is because nobody takes their dog for a walk. Nobody, no, like all the dogs just stay in their homes and bark all day. And uh, like, it's, it's kind of sad, but like, you know, nobody takes their dog for a walk. Now, if they do, like they, if they do, it's like the owners just like literally just let their dog roam the neighborhood, like mm. on its own with no, with no leashing or anything like that. But um, no, we do, we do take the, uh, the, 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 the dog poo seriously. And uh um, cause we, we want to, we don't want to set the wrong example, but we've incorporated the dog poo pickup to, you know, with my son's allowance. So his job is to go out and, and pick it up, yeah. but my, my poor son, like no matter what, if he's picking up the poop as his job or if we're just at a place, like if there's dog poop on the ground, he'll find it on his shoe. Like it, no, no fail. Like this, this poor kid. Like every time he, and then like and he does the whole like every time, you know, like he's like it's like he knows it's like his own thing. It's like oh come on, you know, like like um, but like he, you know it doesn't matter if it's if it's dog crap or if it's if it's if it's cat poop. Like he'll find it, and it's and then the problem is is it's always when we're away from the house, right? So like we got to find a way for him to like clean it off clean so we can shoes, get back yeah. in the truck so that we can drive it back so that we don't have to smell that smell all the way back. And, and uh, no, I, I get it, man. That can be, that can be a brutal. Yeah. It, see, you know, there's this, this meme, there's this meme, this, uh, the, the type of person who puts the grocery cart back, right? Yeah. There's the type of person who puts the grocery cart back. The kind, the type of person who doesn't pick up their dog poop 
is in that same ballpark as the type of person who doesn't put the grocery cart back. See, I, I disagree because the grocery the grocery cart question. People say it's either you're altruistic because you put it away, or you're the devil because you don't. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think it's a false equivalency because I was a person that put away my grocery cart not because mm. I believe that we have to do it. I put mm. my grocery cart away because. I don't want the grocery cart to roll into my car as I pull. That's it off. exactly, but I don't want it to it's roll like, into anybody's car, right? Like that's. I, I don't, I don't like, care about the other people's cars. They're not my. <laughs> that's not my problem, right? Right. right? So it's I, I. have a selfish motivation for doing a good thing, whereas right. the dog poop thing, you're either you're either doing something that is that is like humiliating and disgusting because you want to benefit your fellow man, or you're not doing it because you're a selfish a hole. Mm. And uh, and there's there's no there's no selfish method of picking up your own dog poop. Oh, I picked up the dog poop in my own yard. Like it's yeah, it's your yard. What what do you want to you want to meddle? Come on. Well, yeah, I, you, the self the selfish me- method of not picking up or picking it up in your own yard is so that your son doesn't step in it when you're on your way to church or something. But yeah, you know, yeah. Like, so I I think that that's even that's an even better metric for whether or not you're like. A, a person who contributes to a society versus someone who is a leech versus right. whereas the grocery cart, it's easy to, it's easy to mask your altruism by saying like, Oh, you know, I, I always put away my grocery cart. I'm a good person. <laughs> it's like, I always put away my grocery cart. I like my car more than the rest of yours. If, if it were up to me, and here's the thing, when I okay, put away my okay. grocery cart a lot, a lot of the times I'm putting away my grocery cart from 50 feet away, just full blast, it's headed <laughs> vaguely in the direction of the corral, and oh, it is not my problem anymore. That's satisfying, though. But, yeah, okay, fair enough. Like, for me, I remember that there was there was this period of time when my kids were, like, really little, and, you know, like, there's, like, they, you know, like, be bickering about who got into the car first or, you know, whatever. There was some some sort of thing. And like in the old days, my parents, you know, back in the eighties, uh, my, but you know, like it was like commonplace to like roll the windows down a bit and mom will just go into the grocery store for a little while and let you just hang out in there. Like, uh, you know, like, Oh, you know, he's eight, he's fine. (laughs) He's fine. We don't do that anymore. But then there's those little, see that grocery Putting that grocery cart back sometimes for me was just that little piece ooh, of quiet. It's that, that little 20 seconds. Maybe I'll go a little slower. <laughs> just, just a little slower. I'll go there. I'll, I'll walk it back. Cause I, I'm like, you know, cause I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, they'll be fine. You know, the, uh, I buckle They're They're fine. Van for, you know, 15, 20 minutes at a time. No problem. But they, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine for me to go. And so, you know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe mosey. I'll maybe even go to the like the the little further down <laughs> grocery cart thing. Oh, this one's too full, and put it in just for that little, just that little peace and quiet. You know that would go for it. So maybe I'm not that altruistic after all. Maybe maybe I was. Uh, I had my selfish meme means that went into that. So yeah. yeah did did your dad give you any other uh, news bits to to take in today? Or yeah, I've got another one. It's uh, this is a fire in the hole. A man gets flammable deodorant stuck in his rectum. Doctors in India are warning about a peculiar hazard. In a new case study this week, they detail having to remove a can of aerosol spray deodorant from a patient's rectum. It's an injury made even more potentially dangerous due to the risk of fire or explosion should the offending object be removed using cautery or or any energy device, they write. 
Household objects getting stuck inside people's butts is nothing new. Sometimes this behavior can be the result of mental illness or curiosity among people, often kids, who just didn't know better. A lot of the time, though, it happens for exactly the reason you would think, sex stuff. Mm. But according to the artists or authors of this new paper published Monday in BMJ case reports, they are the first doctor's report finding a deodorant aerosol spray can inside a patient's rectum. This discovery was apparently enough to compel them to issue a warning to others about the possible risks that come with this particular kind of rectal object. Since these cans contain pressurized flammable chemicals, there's a real risk of fire or explosion should the can inadvertently be punctured or deployed during removal, especially during any surgical procedures to remove the foreign body using cautery or energy devices. I just read that. Terribly written article. <laughs> Unfortunately, the full medical paper is behind a paywall and the authors haven't yet responded to my request for comment. So incredibly important questions like the following remain unanswered for now. Why did this person choose to insert this deodorant specifically? Which end of the can did they insert first? And did the can still work afterwards? Um, possibly there'll be a follow-up to so the this is in investigative India? report. Yeah. This, this is like the Bollywood version of Richard Gere. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh man. I, I kind of feel like the can explodes. That that's a self-solving problem. Yeah, but if it explodes on like healthcare workers trying to like you shouldn't require the like bomb dismantling robot. <laughs> <laughs> to come in to like, you know, into a hospital to yeah. like, you know, remove things. This is holy cow. Uh, you know, and they were blaming the, us unvaccinated types for, for like causing like medical healthcare costs to go up. Like when this kind of crap is going on. Uh, that's, that's exactly why I'm totally fine with it exploding in an ER <laughs> killing doctors and nurses. I saw their TikTok dances when I was told that, <laughs> that my job was superficial yeah. to their lives. I want the I want the doctors and nurses that lost their jobs. Those are those are my people now. I want I want mm. like I I want a whole hospital of just those people. Just just and and like staffed by people who who lost their jobs uh, yeah. for for these things. That that you know honestly we Anti-social should almost be getting, medicine. We should be actually getting like cheaper insurance at this point, you know, given the fact that like, you know, all this stuff keeps blowing up on our, in our face that isn't an aerosol can in someone's ass. You know, like it's, it's more like the aerosol can in somebody's heart at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Ugh. <laughs> did, you, did you have any news for us? Well, I wanted to bring in, uh, uh, yes, based on my, my last appearance, uh, I think it would be a good idea for me to bring in fish news uh, I, 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 as an honor in honor of the great Carl Pilkington, who uh, was on the Ricky Gervais podcast for years and was an idiot, the idiot abroad series and stuff like that. Uh, he used to bring in monkey news and I figured, you know, cause I'm probably going to update you later after, after the show's ended in the voicemail section, I'll probably update you on my latest adventures with my, with my fishing and my my inability to get them out, <clears throat> but I think uh, uh, you know. See if this takes. If anybody wants me to keep doing it, let me know. Uh, but I think I'm gonna in the news section. I will also bring in fish, th- this month's fish news. And so this month I brought in bumblebees can be classified as fish under California conservation law. Court says yeah. in a move that could. 
Center for Endangered Species Status, the state Supreme Court has found that California bumblebees can be protected under the law as a type of fish. The decision, which may carry deep consequences for the state's agriculture industry, focuses on the arcane wording and complicated legal history of the California Endangered Species Act, a precursor to the federal law. The court said late Wednesday that it would not hear arguments over whether the California Fish and Game Commission can consider granting protections to a number of bumblebee species whose populations are in steady decline. For the last three years, state almond growers, builders, and pesticide companies have been arguing that bumblebees were exempt from listing because the state conservation law. In writing for the court, however, Chief Justice Tani Cantil Sakuye, <clears throat> I did pronounce that right, said that even though the law does not use the word insects, sections of the law suggest that invertebrates may be grouped under the category of fish. She also su suggested that the legislature is in a position to make whatever statutory amendments it may regard as necessary or useful to clarify such ambiguities in the Endangered Species Act. Uh, I'm going to stop there and just say it's always this word play and you know of course it's california doing this yeah you know it's like it, of course it's california doing this like, these bees are identifying as fish now and uh you, you have to call them by their fish pronouns <laughs> and uh you know the <laughs> what's bothering me about this is like you know it's this, it's this weasley weasley little wordplay why why not just amend the law itself put your invertebrates in there put the insects in there but now to tell me that bees are fish that's ridiculous the the reason why they won't amend the law is because then people would have to vote on this ah. and since almond farmers don't want it the legislator is not going to vote in favor of of making right. this law that's going to hurt, hurt the almond farmers right Big a judge a judge can argue that insects are protected as fish because they're invertebrates yeah. now I took a sixth grade science class and I learned that inver inver that vertebrates are uh, the, what is the, the kingdoms? They're mammals, reptiles, birds, and fish. Those are vertebrates because they have spines. Mm -hmm. So to protect insects with invertebrates like fish proves the law is double dumb. I feel like there's yep. another oh, amphibians. It's a fifth type of vertebrate. So stupid. And that's the thing, right? Like, and of course, of course, it's California. I bet if we did some digging on like who these judges are that are doing this, it's like probably like, you know, who appointed them and all this kind of stuff. This is just, this is Arnold just Schwarzenegger. Probably. That's the only governor of California that I know. Sonny Bono. <laughs> you are going to be the judge. You're going to protect the fishies and the birds and the bees and all the other things. <laughs> So there you go. That's that's this month's fish news. <laughs> fish news. Well, this has been the Rakeda News Network. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations. But you know, it doesn't take care of this week. Hunting down bees and killing them because we hate the environment. <laughs> and if you want to help us with this mission against bees, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for. Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each, each week's episode, plus our monthly, monthly mini-sodes. We have our $2 tier. We throw random bits and bobs we do now and again. Um, I think we're going to do a review of the new 
um, Halloween movie. I think Tim and I maybe get Tony from Act the Movies to join us. Uh, there's no way that movie is going to be good. So do, do a review <laughs> there. We have our $5 tier. We do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. Where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch. And we sit down and watch and record a feature in the commentary. We're going to be having those getting back up and running very soon. And then finally, we have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can ask for us to do a special commentary. You can ask for a special bonus episode. You can ask maybe have a a second co-host come back one week. You can ask for a co-host to skip a month. You can, whatever your heart desires, uh, we will try and make it happen. We'll add bits to the show um, that's what the spite producers get to say. Like you really get to dictate the terms since you're a, a big you're like Patreon. A producer at that point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we thank all of our patrons, big and small without you, the show would not be possible. We would not have made it 305 episodes, nearly six years of uninterrupted content without your generous support. And we all say thank you so much because like I said, we wouldn't be doing this anymore. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody. It's 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 cool to see it keep going, man. Like I I didn't even check the numbers. Like I remember what it was like when we were first starting off, and we were like, you know, clapping and going, "Yeah, this is great." We only had a few different uh, uh, tiers, but like, yeah, I'm keep you know the it 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 warms my heart that this show is still going. And it is getting this the great support from such a great group of people who are behind it. You know, it's not we, just the financial support, but just even just like the comments and the and the community that's formed around it. We it's have really a cool. great community. I think we have of all of the TDS adjacent podcasts. I think we have the best community. Like we have our Discord. You should join the Discord. Um forward slash Discord if you're not a member. Uh we have like people that listen to the show, pretty much everybody that's in the discord listens to the show, which is not the case with other shows. Um, we talk about like lives. It's just normal people talking about normal things. There's not drama. There's not all this like hate that that's one of the things about some of the other podcast discords is that it's like, let's shit on stuttering John. And I, I think that's great. I hate, I hate stuttering John as much as the next guy, but uh, <laughs> no, no not, to, not to name names, uh, <laughs> but like our our discord's not doing that so uh i encourage you to join if you listen to the show join our discord hop in with the community talk to some of the people it's also great like people post stuff like hey i've got this house project anybody have any suggestions and people be like oh yeah you should try this you should look into that you know people will be like my car doesn't work or does anybody have a recommendation on a movie or or a network storage or something so Oxmad live stream, no drama. Isn't everybody trying to beat up Sage? That's in the voicemails. It's not in the Discord. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's not part right, of canon. Right <laughs> Shut up, stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get back to some issues. Here's what I don't get. Puerto Rico. Also, Puerto Rico, uh, to quote former <laughs> President Donald Trump. Uh, so... <laughs> I got this email. I'm a member of a union, a labor union, which I know is shocking to a lot of people, Oof. but I am a, I am a member in good standing and I'm formally representative of a, of a labor union. So, wow. I got this, I got this email this week and it started making me think It made me, made me start pondering and I'm going to read you the email and then I'll get into my issue. Sisters, brother, Ken, the last few days have been difficult for our kin in Puerto Rico. The devastation caused by Hurricane Fiona has left many needing supplies as they start over. 
If you are able to contribute to our union family as they start a long process of rebuilding, the AFL-CIO has provided a list of supplies needed below. Thank you all for your generosity and support in these hurricane relief efforts for our union family. Here are a list of urgently needed items not available on the island. All items should be new and in original packaging. General, inflatable mattresses, linens, and in parentheses it says bed sheets, towels, toilet paper, paper towels, solar lanterns, all batteries, but especially D. So Puerto Rico wants the D. Uh, <laughs> solar battery fans, small, yeah. gasoline containers, insect repellent, portable power generators, propane tanks, canvas and other union convention bags for distributed items. Medical uh, adult items are medical alcohol, not not to be oh, yeah, confused. Like <laughs> not to be confused with this. This is what I'm oh. drinking today. It's a single oh, okay. malt German whiskey, uh, Eiffel whiskey from two, uh, 2019 um, release. Very very good. Very smooth and very. Mm. It makes me like I drink it and I start to think about like what a greater race of men could possibly be capable of. Anyway, <laughs> uh, hand sanitizer, first aid kits. Baby formula, child-safe insect repellent, not to be confused with regular insect repellent. I didn't realize one was child-safe and one wasn't. Yeah, uh, Bleach, cleaning kits for flooding, gloves, and spray pumps. And then there's some addresses of where you can send these donations. And so I'm going to jump into the obvious, which is I had no idea there was a hurricane this year. <laughs> I know. I know I'm like way out of touch. I don't watch the news. I, Joel, I know you're on like a strictly no news diet. Did you know no, we no, were watching Oh. That's not true. That's not true. I, I I wish I could be, but I'm not because oh. because my work every day when I get into work, I have to like look at like one of the most normie mainstream news sites, which is RNA. Yahoo. No, oh. Yahoo. I have to go to Yahoo Finance for for a bunch of stuff, and so every time I like open up, it'll be like stocks down because of blank. And like, you know, but I didn't even hear about this hurricane. So this is really all okay. Me. Yeah, I didn't yeah, even hear I, about it. I had no idea we had a hurricane already. Um, I, I, I guess I'm aware of the fact through being alive for 30 years that this is hur- we're into hurricane season. I, right. But apparently we've had five tropical storms and one turned into a hurricane and hit Puerto Rico, which um, is astounding. Like, there's a meme. I'm from Oklahoma, right? Uh people think it's the Midwest. It is not. We are in the Southwest. I now mm. live in the Midwest because I live in Missouri, but there's all this, this joke about like, yeah, we our house got hit by a tornado, but uh, you know, we're going to rebuild up. We're going to rebuild. And then they build their trailer park home in the same spot. And then two years later, it gets blown away in another, another tornado. Like that's the joke about our people. And it's, it's right. fine. It's not true, but right. uh, statistically speaking, there are not even a higher number of tornadoes in Oklahoma Versus the rest of the United States, I, no. I don't know why we're called Tornado Alley, but I'm just taking that. It's because you're not you're not in California and you're not in New York, so it's easy to make fun of some area that they don't know about. But that's, great point. That, no, yeah. that, that's you're you're definitely right. Um, the the thing about the Puerto Rico situation, though, is this this email got me starting to think. Puerto Rico got hit by a hurricane this year, and. The first thing that popped into my head was I made the joke at the beginning of the, the episode during Trump's presidency. I don't remember exactly what year. I think it's all just a blur of time to me. But there was a hurricane that hit Puerto Rico and mm-hmm. Trump went down to Puerto Rico and like he's, he's like tossing out um, paper towels to people. Yeah. And 
He's handing them out directly in like the Trump Foundation or whatever group it was was yeah. had given a bunch of money. Plus Melania the US was, was there too. She had like that jacket on that they like ripped her about. Like yeah, yeah. So I I, I re- vaguely remember that. I don't. I wasn't like dear diary today. Donald, my hero <laughs> today, my hero Donald Trump went down to Puerto Rico and brought the savages supplies of paper towels. You know, I I, I I'm I'm on a no well, news diet. They, I I kind of catch. Think- Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. It, I, I, think I catch, it, I catch the news in you posted in our, our private chat. You were like, I'm trying to follow what's going on through memes. <laughs> like I catch the memes of news coming into me. And yeah. so, like I said, I don't remember exactly what happened in Puerto Rico, but I do remember that happening. And I remember mm. during that time starting to hear and read about why Trump was going down there directly and why things, why hurricane relief efforts didn't function in Puerto Rico is because there is a massive amount of fraud and embezzlement from the higher ups, keeping these supplies. Like IOTSE wants me to box up my propane tank. That's it's like, why is a propane tank link? Listen on that. I'm sure they mean the like little camp size ones, but my first thought is the, the little squat fat boy, Lego head looking ones. Like, one, I don't think UPS is USPS is going to let me drop off a propane. Yeah, can you send this to Puerto Rico? No, <laughs> no, we can't. No, just send us money and we'll do it for you. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what that's- they really want is they want you to send some money. And then where does the money go? The money doesn't go anywhere. Right. As evidenced by the fact that Puerto Rico <laughs> is now facing another humanitarian crisis from a hurricane. It's like, why didn't you do anything to <laughs> fix this shit four years ago? Okay. Or or two, I mean, minimum two years. It had to it had to have been at least two years ago. It was between two and six years ago, this same thing happened to Puerto Rico. And I I just don't understand like how people were like, oh yeah, we're gonna make Puerto Rico the 51st state and like we'll get another dem bit. Add two more senators, yeah. The this the crime has to be so bad and I'm only vaguely on the periphery of this. I was gonna, I was gonna do research. I got sidetracked. I was gonna be like, I have the real information. Blah 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 blah. But that's not really not the show's about. Um, I, I just, I can't imagine wanting to live there, and I can't imagine being finding that kind of status quo acceptable. And I hate the fact that we live in a culture where six years, two to six years ago, this news story comes out. Puerto Rico ravaged by a hurricane, terrible corruption, embezzlement of funds. These relief supplies don't actually go to people. They go, you know, the people hoard the, the upper echelon hoards them. And then just a few years later, I'm getting this email. That's like, send us, send us money again. We need this money again. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, (laughs) why didn't you fix the problem before? Hang on. What if it didn't happen? And your union just has like a random set of fundraising like emails and it's a shitty shuffle algorithm that like played this one again six years <laughs> later. It's like if you looked it up, it's probably the same hurricane name <laughs> or something. But, you know, yeah, it, it's for all intents and purposes, it could be. I I, 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 be. I don't know. But it, it's, it's a cut and paste thing. Um, and I'm not trying to sound like insensitive because like there are innocent people that probably were harmed in this in this hurricane that did not deserve and like when it comes to corrupt officials and stuff like that like like pretty much I, like 
it's across the board, right? And I, I yeah. used to come from this, I used to, like, I remember when I, I moved back to Canada after living in Paraguay, because, like, the first time I was down here, I was like, you drive past these, like, giant, like, apartment buildings that are unfinished. Like, they, they just got started, and it's now just a husk or a... Like a like a skeleton of what could could have been a big project. Who was the bald guy that was running for prime minister? Uh, he was like on Shark Tank. Oh, Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, I remember him talking about those where they would like the stuff would get started, and then halfway in, they just throw in all these obstacles to basically yeah. shut the project down. Yeah. And and so they have a stay, they have a saying down here, and it's like it's basically like Comen la plata. Right, which means it which literally translates to they ate the silver, which means like they ate the money. Like it's like been the money's been eaten. And focused, right? Like these like we tried to do an oil deal down here. And I remember just every step of the way, you know, like it's like, look, like I've got this technical team that knows how to find oil here, and you don't have like any oil production in this country. And it it, it could it could literally turn this whole country around to like, you know, like like with the population size of this country and with the oil reserves that we know are there, like this could be like, it could instantly turn into like, you know, Gaddafi's Libya site type of like economy. Right. And like, you know, as soon as you get kind of close and all of a sudden somebody comes in and it's like, Oh, you have to pay this person off because this person and this thing and that thing comes up and it's like, come in La Plata. Like, it's just like, just, it's death by a million mosquito bites. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, it was really frustrating. Now, the, like there's a couple of things that frustrate me about Puerto Rico in general, and I don't know enough about it, but one of the things I do know about it is, is that like somebody born in Puerto Rico, cause it's like a district or it's got some sort of special territory status. It's a they could come, they could come and move next to you. Right. Yeah. Like totally fine. Right. Yeah. I, I can't, <laughs> Like I can't, I, I can't, I can't stay in the United States for more than six months at a time. Right. Yeah. So th that, that's another uh, big scam of Puerto Rico is that like they get all of the benefits of being an, an American citizen without, the costs. without yeah. any of the costs. They don't pay the income tax. They, no. and so when people say, Oh, Puerto, they're going to make Puerto Rico the 51st state. Like why would anybody possibly vote for that? If, if there was a vote, I, I'm not registered to vote in Missouri. I right. I rescinded my resi my uh, voter registration in Oklahoma because I don't want to be a part of the system anymore. I've I've joined George Carlin and being like, um, I'm not taking the blame for this system being a part of that <laughs> fault anymore. Like you you want to say like, well, you don't get to vote, you don't vote, you don't have uh, a say, you can't complain. Like I can absolutely no. complain because you motherfuckers did this shit to me. Look. You should all be smarter. But if Missouri was like, hey, uh, we're talking about seating from the union, you're no longer gonna have to pay. Uh, federal income tax, I'd be like, fucking, where's my red voter registration form? <laughs> I got to register today. I'm voting. I'm voting 10 or 15 times. Well, that's a, like, <laughs> I, I'm from Alberta, right? And Alberta is like known for like, you know, threatening to, to separate and never doing it. Right. And r right now they have, um, they, they have a leadership campaign going on. And like one of the front runners is like, you know, open to talking about that. And that could be cool. I left Canada but like if Alberta separated, it's like, well, that's tempting. <laughs> that's tempting to go back. Yeah. But like Canada had its own version almost of Puerto Rico. And that was Turks and Caicos. So there was this period of time 
where there was this long talk about, oh, Canada might, you know, like might allow Turks and Caicos to join, to join Canada. And it's like, yeah, that'll fit. Like, <laughs> it's like they'd be able to use the Canadian dollar. Good, good, I guess for them. Uh, but then like, there'd be all these like loopholes and things. We'd have to assume a bunch of their debt. Of course, there's a bunch of debt. Yeah. And like, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, that'd be awesome. We'd have cheap WestJet flights to go to, like go to uh, uh, Turks and Caicos. And it'd be, you could have like a, you, you could fly there all the time. You could live in the Caribbean if you wanted to. Yeah. That's not how it's going to work. Um, but yeah, like I remember, when, and then like, as I got older and my, my degrees in economics, and I remember like looking into that more and I was like, oh dude, what a terrible deal. Like there's no way, there's no way we would want to do that. Like, heck we have uh, actual provinces that would probably be a, be a good idea to get rid of. But like, <laughs> um, it's like funny. Nova Scotia? You the, <laughs> no, no. I got buddies in Nova Scotia. I'm more talking about like Ontario. Um, but, uh, Whoa, uh that's where Letterkenny <laughs> set, man. <laughs> that's where Trudeau is right now. Um, that's a fair anyways, point. Yeah. Uh, so, so, um, what's interesting going back to the corruption thing. So like when, so there was like a big flood down here uh, in during the one of the years that, that I, like the first time around down here that we were living down here. And, and I used to work for, I used to raise money for, for charities all the time. I used to be my job. Like I'd be the kind of guy signing up for like the monthly donations, the, the most annoying people on the street, you know, uh, with clipboards and the little vests. And um, I worked for Red Cross. I worked for Save the Children. I worked for UNICEF. I worked for... Uh, World Wildlife Fund. I work for Amnesty International. I mean, this is like totally like a you know. And you're saying you're saying me being a union member is a bad thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I left it. No, anyways. Um, I, I I definitely got red pilled doing that. I I because you could see the hypocrisy on a huge, huge, massive oh. scales. Yeah. No, I never seen too. it. I had never seen it firsthand before until I came here because save the children is down here and the red cross is down here. And there was this major flood and we decided we're like, you know what? Like we knew where the people were moved to. We knew where the, like the shanty town was because it's like, again, you joke about the, 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 or the joke about the Oklahoma trailer parks, but like they are legitimately people here that build along the riverbanks knowing full well, it'll flood. Yeah. Right. Full well, like the entire community is like, you don't want to go there. That's not, that's not where tourists go. But like we decided, okay, like, um, so when I was scouting for talent for my wrestling show, there was a wrestling group that was putting on shows here, you know, from time to time. And they were going to do a charity, like to kind of boost the spirits of this group. They set up their wrestling ring and put on a wrestling show in the relocated flood victim area. And so we were like, okay, I'm going to go and watch this thing. And we're going to go and like, we're going to, my wife and I went to the store. We got all the types of things you were listing off. We got batteries, diapers, blankets, sheets, you know, like loaded up. And we went to this place and like, you know, it was like, it was like this, this temporary town basically. And like, trying to find where to donate this stuff was impossible. Impossible. They don't, they don't want the stuff. No. And, and I and found, 
the Save the Children place and it was like boarded up. Nobody was in there. I found the Red Cross one and like the guy in there was such a scuzzy asshole and like, or like I felt awful. And then so finally I just went to like the wrestlers and was like, Hey, do you, can, can you just like toss these out during the, <laughs> during your matches? So that's what they did, you know, like just trying and you, to get And you made more of a difference than $1 sent from yes. Alberta or Oklahoma or anywhere else on the planet. Like that's, that's my problem is that um, we've all like been driving. Right. And you get off on the, these, on ramp or the off ramp of the highway and there's that guy he's got that sign like anything helps he wants you to give him a dollar yeah and uh you look at him and you know that that dollar is not going anywhere beneficial no and then you take that same system and you balloon it into this massive corporation where they have a hundred people a thousand people working for them, a CEO, Goodwill's CEO makes like a billion dollars a year or something. And, and you have to wonder like when I put a dollar, when I put a dollar in a bum's hand, I'm like 90% sure that dollar is going to whiskey. Yeah. If I put a dollar into a corporation, where's that dollar going? It's going nowhere. And it's, we're all compassionate people. At least it's whiskey. (laughs) At least least it's honest though. Right. Like, yeah, I, I dated a girl who was like, yeah, I don't give bums money anymore, but I'll give them food. And it's like, I give them the fucking middle finger. I'm just (laughs) in as much need as you are to quote Albert, Albert Doolittle. Like I'm, I don't need more morality. I like middle-class morality. You need more to be able to do to justify your existence. Whereas if you're just dirt poor, you're making it by, it's fine. And so you these these shanty towns that set up these pictures like it's just a photo op for people to be like yeah we we made a difference with your money send us this stuff and we'll drop it off in a pile somewhere well, for it to rot or it'll sit in a warehouse and do nothing even if you send it through your organization the AFL CIO or whatever the sorry I'm not d- trying to you know get you in trouble but like even there's going to be some some person griff off the top of that that's even if you sent five bucks like two bucks is going to get to the to the guy who's going to steal from it in puerto rico you know and 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 that's the thing i learned when i got back from from paraguay is like like i got in my mindset of like oh they're so corrupt they're so corrupt in paraguay i got home and it was like we're just as corrupt we're just as corrupt we just do it different right like like in canada it's like i'm not i'm not go ahead I'm realistic enough to understand that you have to spend money to make money, right? Like um, a great example of this is Tulsa Ballet in in Tulsa. They have this big gala every year. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, and but it is an event. They bring in outside. They go to the the convention center in Tulsa. It's this huge ballroom. They bring in outside lighting companies to design the show. They bring in. $20,000 worth of stagehand labor to set it all up. They, you know, cater this amazing meal. It costs them probably $200,000 to put on this big event. But they get all of those rich donors, those people who want to be contributors to the arts, and those people plop down. I think last year they made $2.7 million. And that wow. that funded their season 
for for the year it lets them hire new dancers lets them put on more shows it lets them put on more educational series it it allows them to do a lot of good like obviously it's a company that has to make money they still sell tickets to their shows i'm Mm -hmm. not saying they're like some charity so but i understand like there was a time where i thought you're gonna spend all this money on this gala and just just have them send a check and save the money i understand you have to spend money to make money i get that yeah but once the money's in your hand for you to shave a couple bucks off for yourself, it's just, but they do disgusting. That's the yeah. thing. They do. And like, you know, like if you did the, the, if you're calculating, like, you know, the, the gripe about Alberta, when I was living there, it was like, we had what was called transfer payments. Right. So like, basically the, each province puts in what they can and then it gets evenly distributed or it gets distributed off. So basically the have not provinces get more money from the have provinces, but they only revised that formula when Alberta was a have province when like oil was doing well. And like, we didn't have a, a government that like killed the oil industry people. in yeah. every way. So, but they didn't revise it afterwards. So like, I went back to Alberta, like unemployment was through the roof and they were still overpaying on the, on the transfer. They're still doing it now. They're still doing it now. And like when I was paying my taxes into it, you do the algorithm on it. And you're like, dude, like I am paying way more in than I am getting even remotely back to, to us in the, in the first place. And that's where it come, when it comes to being here, I can appreciate it more because yeah. at least down here, most of my taxes are sales taxes. Okay. I got, I got to pay an income tax on what I report if I made money while I'm here, but it gets canceled out by the sales taxes that I pay on these things. And yes, some goes to grifting and yes, some goes to, to politicians that don't deserve it, but it's so much lower amount of my monthly budget that it's like negligible. And at the same time, like, yeah, um, if I get in trouble, right? Like if I get in trouble and I'm not saying I'm, I'm getting in trouble, but like, let's say I did, I know that I can find a way creatively out of that trouble in a, in a place like this. Cause yeah. it's like, cause at least now there's an honesty with it. And I know that sounds weird, but there's an honesty with it where it's like, at least they know that, you know, that they know that this is how it works here. Whereas yeah. in Canada, it's different. It's like, I didn't donate to the right party and I didn't vote the right way. So I don't get the goodies and I don't get the, this and that. And that's why, you know, it's like, it's, it's still corrupt, but it's like at another level. And yeah. that's the, that's the hard part. But going back to Puerto Rico, go ahead. It's, it's the dishonesty of like, it's, I can accept, like, I, <laughs> there's a guy standing there. There's a guy that sits on my commute. He sits there on the side of the road. He has this sign, this sign that says, <laughs> Uh, anything helps God bless, but bless is like B L little or E and then a little S and then even a little or S. Cause they didn't Aww. really like thick out the space. <laughs> oh. and he's there. And he's there every day. Uh, they seem to take shifts. Right. <laughs> but I look at that guy and I'm like, I know that if I were to, th- you know, one day roll down the window and give him $5 that that money's not going anywhere. Good. <laughs> But at least yeah. I know that. At least like I at least I'm I'm aware of that. You know, whereas so I, I have to I live inside the city of St. Louis. A lot of people right. don't live inside the city of St. Louis for this reason. Uh St. Louis charges a one percent income tax. So every dollar that I earn 
one cent of it goes to the city of St. Louis. And it's it's less than a hundred dollars a month. Wait, a city charging an income tax? Yeah, it's it's less than it's not even a good city. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It's less than a hundred dollars a month. Um it's but it's not a negligible amount of money. Like it's it's more than a tank of gas, even in Biden's yeah. America right now. And <laughs> Like my benefits are I can get free firewood from the city uh, starting like November 1st. I get, we have all our museums in, in the town are free. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a handful of other like benefits of being a city member. But the thing is like, if you live in Ferguson or Clayton or South County, like any one of the cities around St. Louis, you can just show up to the St. Louis museum of history or whatever it is in forest park. And you, you also get in free. <laughs> and, and you don't have to pay the hundred dollars a month that I'm paying. And uh, I'm just like the bridge like, tunnel crowd. Oh, I yeah. don't like those. <laughs> I've lived here for three months. I've I've put in I've put in my fair share of money and I have gotten nothing out of it so far. Uh, oh, and I keep being like, I'm I'm getting this day off. I'm gonna go to the museums. I'm paying for these damn places. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then work is like, oh, yeah, we need to do this one thing. I'm like, well, there's my damn museum day that I'm paying for. Oh, it's free admission? It's free admission? Well, here's my income tax statement. I'm taking one of these statues, you sons of bitches. Uh, Great issue. Yeah. I I just – I hate the corruption. I hate the blatant corruption on display, and I hate – most of all, I've really come to hate my fellow man for Mm. not keeping track of things. Uh, people, people will talk about me. Um, I was on WTP a couple weeks ago and there was a comment on, on Reddit or, or Twitter. What does it stand for, by the way, you guys were referring to that in the, who are these w- podcasts? Uh, oh, okay. it's a podcast where they review podcasts. It's great. If it's <laughs> worth right. checking, it's worth checking out. Um, probably a headphones podcast for you, I would say. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. but, but yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. They review these podcasts. I caught up on their back catalog uh, this year. I finally finished like all their Patreon content, all their regular episodes. And then I had this hole in my, my life where I caught up on all the podcasts that I was behind on. And I was like, well, what the hell am I going to listen to on my drive to work? Uh, <laughs> so I started listening to the Harry Hole series from Norway. Okay. Uh, has something to do. But so I was on that show and someone was like, the, what I have to give tab credit for is the fact that he can bring up some random medical terminology that Dr. Steve talked about more than a year ago while half in the bag on 12 beers or whatever the number of beers was. (laughs) And I like, so I, I understand. I'm, I think I'm, I'm on the abnormal spectrum. Like I'm definitely autistic in that I remember those things, but I can't be the only one. And and I know, I know the answer why. Like, why is there not someone on TV? Like, we just had this conversation six years ago because it doesn't play well on TV. Like, these no. people are invested in it. It's just so frustrating to like. It's a rerun. It is the well, on the shuffle playlist of news. I'm getting this story again about <laughs> Puerto Rico getting yeah. hit with a hurricane, and I need to send money into whatever so that. Poor people cannot get help and the rich people in Puerto Rico can keep getting richer. Don't you kind of wish though, sometimes like for the people who react to this, the way that the, that those soliciting the help would want them to react to it. Like, like it's new, 
right? Like, like, cause you're saying like, you can remember things from this point in time. And like, that's what happens to me too. Like, I, yeah. I, it blows my mind. Cause you're sometimes. not an idiot. Well, yeah. Like it, the, people's memory is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. But what I always find really interesting is like these people who can live in the now and be like, Oh my goodness. Did you see this thing? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I've seen another version of that thing. Like, you know, like, like the, the whole thing about like, Oh, you know uh, yeah. When, like when you see a big riot start over a police officer's mishandling of a situation or something like, you know, you, you get this big, huge anger and you go, like, which one is this someone about? Cause like, it seems to me like that's not even like we get to this point where like, it's frustrating and it's like, it's like man bites dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's man yeah. bite, man bites dog. And, 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 and like some days I kind of wish that I could just check out and be in that. Live in the perpetual you know, now. Just live in the now with those. My, 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 one of my best friends, we, we used to talk about how amazing it would be if you could get like a drug, like if there, or like a recreational drug that could shave off like a standard deviation of your IQ. <laughs> There's like for like, or, or like two, depending on like, depending on how deep into the dumb you want to get, but just to like shave it off, but like temporarily. So not like permanently. So, but like spend a whole night, like, you know, watching a show, like, like loving mainstream television and like, like laughing your ass off at SNL and like, just all those kind of things, like how amazing that would be. And I would buy that. I would yeah. think that would be the greatest thing ever because like, there's this episode, I'm not a big fan of South Park anymore, but like there was this episode where Stan kept on seeing everything like like hearing everything is like shit, like the shit sound. Like it was like, like everything like came up and that's what ends up happening over time is like, you know, you, you guys are, you know, when it comes watched a new movie in like a long, long, like the last movie I saw in the theater was Sonic the Hedgehog. And that was because I took my kids to it. Right? That was, I saw Sonic. Sonic was the last movie I saw in theaters. And yeah. then the next movie I saw in theaters that I didn't get blackout drunk during. Cause I went and saw a Spider-Man three or whatever it was and okay. i got wasted it was great <laughs> so i have no recollection of that movie but the next yeah. movie that i saw was sonic 2 and i was like ah. i really have no interest in going to the movies ever again <laughs> no they all suck everything's and it's like funny like with the spotify thing like like in you know this like this window of time you know like i i put it like this is when i was in college and this is like what my parents used to listen to and like all this kind of stuff but like to get in like this, like I remember uh, in Houston, what was it last year? There was that Travis Scott, like Wonderland, like catastrophe where like all those people kept dying at like that concert. And that was like a big oh, deal. Oh, they like the uh, stamp. Wasn't there a stampede or something? Sort of. But people were just like straight up passing out and dying in the crowd. And like the show must go on and like nothing. Like it was just like poorly. People should lose, not only lose their jobs, like people should be in prison for, for how bad that was set up. And it's like, I remember like the whole thing went down and like, as and I was like, wow, that's crazy. 
who the hell is Travis Scott? <laughs> I've never heard of this man. I don't know who. And I'm like, I'm blown away. Like, wow, he drew. Look at him. Look at the draw on this guy. He drew. Like, that's a big. He, he's putting butts in seats if there were seats there. The only reason why I knew who Travis Scott was during that story was because Travis Scott was supposed to play in Tulsa. This is, I think, pre pandemic, okay. scandemic. Uh, Travis Scott was supposed to play in Tulsa and the night before was the Grammy awards and he did not win a Grammy for whatever album or single or whatever he had produced that, that time. And so the show comes in, um, the stage hands all get there. They're like, this show's not happening. Uh, he's not, he's not coming to town. Like he's not in town. He's normally in town by now. He's not coming by, 3 p.m. He had officially not arrived in town and they finally decided to call the show. So they go to the steward of the arena and they're like, hey, um, show's going to be canceled. How quickly can we get a crew back here? And the steward was said, well, uh, I can get as many people as I can. Um, everybody's expecting to not be back here until 1030 tonight. So I can't get them all. And also you're going to have to pay all of those people because they're losing on the hours they would have gotten. And then Travis Scott people were like, yeah, we don't give a shit. And so they just paid all those. They paid, they paid a half a crew of people who didn't show up. They paid mm-hmm. a crew of people new who did show up. And the whole thing ended up costing a bunch of money. And they're like, yeah, we're going to reschedule. They never did. And that was the only reason why I knew who he was when that thing broke out. Yeah. He's, uh, he's signed with live nation. Have you had to work with live nation all the time? They're the devil. They are. Yeah, <laughs> they're they, the worst people in the world. <laughs> they have a they have an arena out here, and I know someone that works with them. And they were like, "Yeah, you should come to some of these calls." And I said, I, "I'd rather chew my own dick off." Yeah, no, Live Nation is the worst. Like I'd I'd work for Amazon before I worked <laughs> for Live Nation. <laughs> so. Back to well, Puerto Rico. Yeah, I was going to say, we've gone way off the rails. Get back to it. Puerto Rico is a scam. I'm not even yeah. in, I'm not even entirely certain that Puerto Rico exists, but I do know this. Puerto Ricans, specifically Stuttering John Melendez, are the worst kind of people. And by Puerto Ricans, I mean just Stuttering John Melendez. So, uh, <laughs> fuck that guy. Sue me, you punk bitch. Sue my ass. I want to be in a lawsuit, too. I want to be the guy. I want to be the guy. Who's in like the spinoff movie who just shows up to be like, yeah, I'm going to give this shit some legitimacy. (laughs) Well, uh, that wraps up for this week's edition of here's what I don't get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Joel Chaco. Catch you guys next week. Ciao. Ciao. to call on the here's what i got hotline call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get or you can visit us in our discord which i mentioned earlier in the episode join the community uh there is a channel in there called voicemail upload we have one voicemail here from dark dick man if discord will stop sucking i can hit play on this hey guys dark dick man here just another fucking slog through the day um here's what i don't get one of two messages I'll be leaving today. Uh, why postal workers have to be such fucking cunts right off the bat? I swear to fucking God. Okay, so we get in. I get in. I'm checking to see if a package from the States has come. The tracking 
in uh, the tracking app says that it's in a facility in Canada. It doesn't tell me where specifically. So I'm just going to the post office to see if they've gotten any information. And I show up and they've got, apparently there's a new COVID outbreak. So they put a new fucking mask sign out there and I'm like, oh, well, we can't force you to wear the mask, but uh, we highly recommend it. Okay. Well, uh, I've got more important things to do, like get my fucking mail. So uh, if you don't mind, I'm just wondering, uh, it says that it's, in a facility in Canada, and I just wanted to know if that's this facility. And well, she, you know, asked me for the barcode and tracked it, and then said, like, "Okay, well, no, it was held in customs, and already I know I've seen several days ago from the tracking app that it was held in customs, and then it uh, was out for delivery. It was let out for delivery, and then it said that it was addressed to me, away waiting. You know, it was, it was addressed to me, but it's being held because you know, I was just some bullshit that I didn't understand. In any case." She's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's being held at CBSA. And I already know that that's not the case. So I just let her go off her spiel. And then I asked her a few more questions. Okay, so it's being held there, but it's not quite consistent with what I've got. Is there any? Sorry to pause this voicemail. What is CBSA? I don't know. <laughs> Even the Canadian doesn't know. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know. No, no, no. I, I can't. I, I'm not. I, I've never come across it. People are all dead to me. I'm not learning any of your acronyms. I live in Paraguay now. Go to straight to hell. No, no. Like, it's, you see, the thing is, is that like, you know, if I order in mail when I was living in Canada, it'll just say like it's in Toronto or it's in Winnipeg or it's in, in Calgary. But, but for you guys, like we just like mask it under this cloak of Canadian secrecy. It's like, it's like, yes, it's often we, we put it off in the Siberia of Canada you know, to, to, to wait, you know, for you to get to, to for you to get angry at our masked employees. Anyways, go back to those guys. Uh, hot Can you give me the date on when that happened? And she reads some more. She's just like, OK, well, actually, it was held in CBS. It was held at Border Securities Agency. And then it was actually out for delivery oh, yesterday. Canadian Border Security Canadian Agency. Border Security Agency. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> if I just not hit pause, I would be able to figure that out for myself. <laughs> so it's still my... Okay, so it did clear customs. It wasn't being held by customs. It's It might he be here in the building. It's just not in your system. But, but, but I can't even say that. I have to be... Yeah, you know... Uh, I, gotta I understand, you know, you, you've got a lot of stuff. I mean, maybe it's in the system, but I was wondering, you know, if, if it does get, if I do get an update that it's in the system, will I, will I know of it here? Will I be able to show up tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. You'll be able to do that. Okay, fine. Great. Thanks for finally communicating like a human being and not just like instantly getting your defense up and getting all reflexive and like, Oh no, it has to go this way. It has to go that way. Blah, blah, blah. Fucking human robots need a fucking bullet in the brain. So I've got a question. Thanks for, for not Joel. ending the show, by the way, I need an outlet. Um, oh. talk to you later. Bye. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Joel, for not ending the show. <laughs> I, hey, like, well, you know, no, it's not thank, thank you, you me. It's thank you to, to Joel and Buck and Tony and Tim for deciding to like being open to keeping the show going. So, uh, I got a question for you, Joel. What is the Paraguay post office like? Because there's been this long-term debate on the show. Uh, we've talked to, for a long time about, like people will call in and we, we don't really keep a tally, but they'll tell horror stories about FedEx, UPS, USPS, DHL. And like, we've, we're kind of keeping a mental tally of like, who's the worst. And the worst mm -hmm. is all of them. So I'm curious, <laughs> like what is getting mail in Paraguay? Like, well, um, so I, I've heard that there is like a legitimate post, postal service, but not like, it's not like I could send you a postcard, 
right? Like, it's not like I can just send, put a stamp on something and it'll get to you. So I have to use DHL or I have to use FedEx. And I've had to use that before, like to send like documents back to Canada and like, just like a, just like legal documents in an envelope cost me like 70 or $80. Like it's like really expensive to send wow. stuff away. But to bring stuff in, um, you, we use these like these Miami box services. So like there's all these different companies that like you get like a box that you can ship to in Miami and then they send it into here and it's like $21 per kilogram. So like if you're ordering DVDs and stuff like that, it's not expensive. But if you're ordering like, you know, something larger, like it, it can really add up quick and like, oh, go ahead. So you ship, like if you bought something on Amazon, you would put in- I just shipped it in Miami. Yeah. And so then they box it and they send it to you. They don't even box it. They just, well, they throw their sticker on top of whatever is there. Yeah. And so like I put my account number on and then they, then they know that it was mine. And then, and then they notify me when it arrives in the capital of Asuncion. And then like, and I use it a lot, like, cause there's- Like I use it a lot. Like I can't like, I, I like reading a lot. I like books and you, you know, um, unless you're using like a Kindle getting like English books is next to impossible down here. Or, or the ones yeah. that you do get are like, you know, becoming Michelle Obama and stuff like that. Like you're not, you're not going to get the good stuff, you know? Like, so, um, <clears throat> are you a Kindle like, guy? Do you Kindle? <sighs> Yes and no. Uh, I have a Kindle. It's loaded with books. I've used it plenty of times. I, um, it is great for flights. It's great for waiting, uh, in, in places, but, um, I prefer not to use a Kindle and, and the reason real book. Yes and no. I, so (laughs) I'm not going to name the books, but I have two books on my Kindle that were officially banned by Amazon. Right. Mein Kampf. <laughs> no, that's on the, the art that's of the deal. The, that's the shelf. That's on the shelf. Both of those are on the shelf for research purposes only. Um, we so the uh, the Kindle like when they banned this one book, it was just like a novel written by a guy that you know that I really like. So they banned this this guy's book. So it's on my Kindle, but if I ever have to like, I don't oh, know, if you connect to the internet. That, no, if I, it's not going to take it away. It's just that if I get another Kindle or oh, I, I break it, I can't get it back. And that bugs me, right? That yeah, bugs me. Yeah. And, and so like, I mean, I've got books that are like arm breakers, like just like, you know, that cost me a hundred dollars to bring into the country if I didn't know better when I, you know, when I ordered it. Um, but like, and I'd prefer to read those on a Kindle. But at the same time, like to have it, to know that it's not going to get changed is a good thing. And that's, that's yeah. like, my buddy was bugging me about that too. It was like, you know, why do you buy DVDs still? I'm like, cause I like having the physical media. Oh, uh, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So Yeah. I know. I love, I have, I have all these Blu-rays in the house mm-hmm. and I just keep buying more because like it's going to disappear from Amazon or HBO Max oh, or Vudu yeah. or wherever. But the, you're going like, to have to keep I, those in your basement someday because they're going to go yeah, and root them out. Yeah, I'm going to be able to like fucking watch the Lady Killers on DVD until they release a <laughs> Blu-ray for the rest of my life. Like, and <laughs> the, so that was actually why I was not late, but 
it took me a while to get home is uh because you were my, watching the lady killers no no my counterpart the counterpart td and i we were talking yeah. about books and it was like do you do you have a kindle like yeah because i left my kindle in tulsa last time i was in tulsa and i'm oh, getting okay. it back this weekend and yeah. i'm like oh thank god because i've been reading my books on my phone which is oh. just blows oh. don't get me wrong dude kindle will change your life yeah <laughs> like it'll change but, your life so we were talking, he was like, yeah, the, the problem with my Kindle is though, like I start reading a book, I get like a third of the way through and I'm like, man, this is a really good book. I really want to own it. And then I buy the book. And so then I have the book and the Kindle and I'm just like, damn it, I bought this twice. And, yeah. I, and the same thing with audiobooks. And I said, like, I have to really delineate, like, this is an audiobook franchise. Uh, I will only get audiobooks. This is a, this is actually, I torn all my Kindle books. Like I don't haven't, I, I got, I bought, I bought a, I bought a book on Kindle, like, 2011 and that's the only book i bought on kindle everything else is like a torrent of well they're all star trek books it's, uh, gotcha. I, that's what i read and then my audiobooks i also torrent because i am a cheap bastard so um <laughs> well but like i'll thing. have i'll have three books going at once like i'll have my audiobook for driving to work i'll have my kindle book for reading during a show and right. i'll have my physical book that i'll read at home and trying to keep those straight well, and, and like that, I'm, I'm a multi-book reader at the same time guy too. Um, you know, I, so the funny thing about the Kindle is, is that like, I loved it. I, I didn't know you could throw on torrented books for the longest time. Um, I still don't do it because, because uh, I've, I've been pirated in the past. I don't judge other people, other people for doing any of those, but I've been, I've had content pirated in the past and it's Wasn't like. Wasn't one of the original bonus episodes of this show? Usually, I do get was paywalls. Wasn't that yeah. your? You brought that in. I want to say yeah. like two or three bonus <laughs> episode like two it. or three. Yeah, so I've I've had this and and it hurts. <laughs> and I actually have a buddy who's an author um, who who writes military sci-fi, and uh, and he you know okay, he makes you have a my good attention. Living. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll after the show I'll tell you about him. Uh, great Please dude. Do. And. Um, and he's told me about like the the economics of it, like and how to write these things and how to make a living off of these things. And like big deal is like Audible and and Kindle. Like that's how that's how he's made his living. I'm I'm like the worst Kindle uh, customer because um, I like reading like really really old books by like Catholic saints. And oh, they, so they're like, all cost, free. No, they're they're like a dollar ninety nine for like. It'll be like a dollar ninety nine for like a hundred percent of this person's like anthology or something oh. like that. Like, yeah, no, Amazon's not like promoting free Catholic books. They they they'll give you Charles Dickens and stuff, but like Saint Augustine yeah. and stuff like that, you're not going to get for free. So, so I have a bunch of uh, royalty, not royal, yeah, no, uh, public domain books. Yes, that I got and through Kindle, like Co Common Sense by Thomas Paine, The Federalist Papers, mm -hmm. like that stuff that d doesn't belong to anybody. Like will come with like notes or they'll come with like, you know, links. Like, so for example, like one of the things I love about the Kindle, we should do a, here's what I do get one of these days with just this uh, thing. But like one of the things I do love about the Kindle, especially if you're reading anything like faith-based or anything like that, is if there's like a, a Bible reference or a verse, you can click on the thing and it'll straight up take like, like a Kindle will have like a diction, it'll have the dictionary but in a lot of those, it'll straight up have like the Douay Rheims or the King, King James version, like 
right there at your fingertips so you can actually see what they're talking about. So I, I find that reading experience really good. That's why when I was in a Bible study group, which is going to shock everyone listening to the show, uh, I was in a Bible study group for a couple of years and I had an app. I don't remember what the app was called, but it was, it would audio book. It had an audio book of the Bible and mm-hmm. it also, you could jump between translations. Oh, and cool. so if there was like, this has an odd translation you it could would check hyperlink on the other ones. and you could go yeah. look at it and then i and it was like it was very satisfying when you get like a weird passage totally totally that, that maybe didn't make sense in this version like the yes. new english receive standard bible <laughs> whatever but didn't make sense in a different version and i i want to say that version also had like biblical greek and i was like i am never going to read that but one of the guys in the bible study i was in uh was like a specialist in biblical Greek. And it was very funny because we would get into conversations where like me and uh, an anti-theist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not an atheist. No, you're more like an agnostic, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm an anti-theist. I don't okay. believe that religion should be, I, I don't believe that re- religions are correct. I understand okay. why they exist. I, mm. I think they're good generally. Right. right. But they're not for me. I'm not. Gotcha. I'm not a religious person. Uh, See, and I'm I'm a moral absolutist, and so the way I look at it is like somebody's right, and this is this is the one that I think is the one that's the right one. And 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 because like I because I went to that whole ballpark of, well, nobody's right, and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. somebody's right. <laughs> like, and then and then I went through the thing, and I was like, well, this has been vetted for like two thousand years by this one group of, and I'm like, I'll trust them more than like you know. Pastor Jim Bob at the strip mall, uh, you know, kind of thing like that. Because maybe that guy's got a different interpretation. And that, that, anyways, we're we're in the weeds again. Yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're, we're, way, we're way into the weeds. I'm I'm gonna finish this anecdote and sure. and then we'll jump into another voicemail. But so I believe my the what parable that I believe in is that you know you have three blind men touching uh, the yes. elephant. One thinks yeah. it's a snake. One thinks it's a tree. One thinks it's a trunk. Yeah. But based on where he's touching it, I think that everybody's correct in their narrow, our narrow human ability to understand the unfathomable. Gotcha. And, and so there are, cause like, if you look at the, oh, God damn it, I'm going way in the weeds. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you look at the Australian creation myth and the Christian creation myth, they are shockingly similar. Hmm. Despite despite thousands of years of no contact. And so there has to be something there. But anyway, Definitely. I like yeah. I like hyperlinks in books. I like to you be know, they able help. to jump. They in. help so yeah. much. They help so much. And and again, like I have I have this this one Bible that I have is the Haydock commentary. And it's like the Douay Reigns, and it's so <laughs> Uh, we'll read that. He's laughing at the comment. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, there's a Haydock commentary and it, like, it's the biggest Bible I've got on my, on my shelf. I, I like you. So I got all translation. I would buy it, put it on my, on my shelf. So if I'm having like a debate with like a Protestant friend or something like that, I'll be okay. Well, like, like let's go to the same, same passage. And they you tell me reading what you're saying. Yeah. So you tell yeah. me, which one is your, like, which, which book, uh, you know, which one do you, which translation do you subscribe to? Okay. Let me see. Like, this is what, this is what yours says. And this so I have it handy 
at my at my fingertips. Although like this, there's this joke gift out there, which is like a stamp that says heretical nonsense for research <laughs> <purposes> only. <laughs> and so I kind of want that so I can put them in there so that when my kids look in there, I'm like, oh yeah, dad doesn't want me to read them now. <laughs> Anyways. Holy um, crap. I want to buy you that. I want to buy you that stamp because yes, that's please. hilarious. Uh, I bought the New Testament on audiobook read by James Earl Jones. I'm tempted to add a Darth Vader breathing trap to it. You know what I would love? Have you ever seen there was like a... Uh, there was somebody who did a thing where um, they took the opening scenes of Star Wars and they like dubbed in James Earl Jones from like other movies. And like, so like, like every time that like Darth Vader's saying something, it's like another James Earl Jones uh, quote from some other movie. And the thing is, is that he was in a lot of like black exploitation films in the seventies, like playing pimps and stuff like that. So it's like basically like Darth Vader coming in when he's like choking that guy and he's like, you know, just like running. Like I, yes. Pimp lines I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe this, believe it or not. I also did a seminar, a speech on how Star Wars is applicable to the Bible. So, but here's a voicemail. No more, right, no voicemail. more weeds. Sorry, what's up, Tab? What's up, uh, Chaco? I guess. Uh, glad to hear you guys in the show officially. Officially. So, I also, if you're calling in, leaving a voicemail, and you want to leave it for a specific co-host, put their name in the first little bit, and then I will save it for them. So, this Ooh, is a saved call. voicemail from a couple of weeks ago. So that I play it when you were here. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh. I kind of figured I would just start watching the news and waiting for something terrible to happen in St. Louis if you did end it, because I'm assuming Tabby will explode if you don't have a way to vent some of this anger that you have. <laughs> uh, I got a don't get for you. Fucking umbrellas. I'm not usually one to carry an umbrella, but I've started to as of late. And today was no exception. I got home from work. I went to walk my dog. It looked like rain. So I grabbed an umbrella. And about the farthest point I was away from my house, downpour of rain. No problem. Pop that bitch open, and a slight gust of wind just imploded the fucking thing. And I got drunk. <laughs> Happened to me again a few months ago. I was at a Twins game. Rained out. Go to like just leave because everybody else is kind of cowering. Like, oh, maybe I can get an Uber. Had an umbrella. Pop that bitch open. Walk out the door. 30 feet. Fucking wind. Blows the thing apart. I get soaked. Fuck umbrellas. Am I just buying cheap shit umbrellas or what? Yes. Uh, Ted knows. Yes. Joel, uh, this is Matt from Minnesota. Uh, have a great day. Matt. What Matt. The, what the F, dude? Episode 43 of Here's What I Don't Get, which I knew off the top of my head. I did not go to <laughs> hwidg.com forward slash archive to find the list of issues. I brought in umbrellas. The, the episode is called Umbrella Ambush. It was in Buck was also on the show. We talk about ambush journalism, umbrellas, suicide by cop, and tech week. And I tell you that umbrellas are worthless for exactly <laughs> the reason you're explaining. Okay. I can... I, I, I came from the land of umbrellas before I moved to Paraguay because I lived in Vancouver. That's where I met my wife. And how uh, tall are you? I'm six feet. Six feet. Okay, tall. you're no, you're yeah. tall too. Then they work I for guess. you. Um, you know, I, yes and no. 
get wet. Yeah. They basically like make it so your legs get wet all the time, but yeah, like, but it wasn't me. It was so umbrellas in Vancouver, a lot of places will just straight up have like a, like take a, take an umbrella, leave an umbrella, like, like a little <laughs> like stand. Take a penny, leave a penny. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing like that. But like, see, this is one of those things I'll never live down. So I know exactly what this caller is talking about with the, the wind blowing them apart. So like, I remember, cause like there's like really sturdy umbrellas and those are like the golf umbrellas, like the big golf umbrellas, which are fantastic. And they're sturdy, but they're impractical because you can't carry them anywhere. They're, they're too big. They, they don't work uh, for re- regular life. But, and then the, the really calm joints and the most like folding areas on them. The ones, the ones that like telescope down and like they fit. Yeah. In a purse. Until, like, they can fit in a purse. Right. Like, so yeah. my, my wife, um, we were, we were dating at the time and I found this one place in Vancouver that sold like the, like the elite highest end umbrellas that are like, will you know, that had like a lifetime guarantee on them. Right. But here's this other thing. So um, I'm going to hold up to the camera. Like these are my broken sunglasses. I was going to wear my sunglasses today on the show because I always wear my sunglasses, but they broke. And I know that because I buy cheap sunglasses because not because, not because they're like, cause I'm a cheap good. skate. I've bought really good sunglasses that last, you know, many years. My problem is I leave them places. I forget yeah. them places. And I do the same thing with umbrellas. And so this is the problem. I went out of my, cause my wife does not leave umbrellas behind and I had lost her umbrellas and, or they broke. So one year I like saved up, like this was like a, like, you know, I think this umbrella cost me like $150 maybe or something like that. Like it was like, you know, a higher end umbrella and I got it for her and it was a really great gift. And then one day I like was leaving her place and didn't, it started downpour rain and I borrowed the umbrella and then dumbass me left it on the like bus. And, And so like, I, it's like, I, and, and we never got another good one like that again. And, and she's so still anytime, married to you. So you, yes, like, you, she's you still won. won. Yeah. <laughs> but I did, I did win. Yes. <laughs> but we were actually just talking about umbrellas today. Cause like in Paraguay, when the rain comes, like, holy cow, like it is just boom. Like so much rain, like Paraguay, the name Paraguay is like para agua. Like, para, like, it's like, you know, like the place of water. And, and um, my office is like, you know, maybe about 30 feet away from the house, maybe 40 feet away from the house. So this is a little, little gap, but like, if it's like really coming down hard, that's like a decent little, like, I don't, I'm going to get soaked. So we started talking about like, I should have a, uh, uh, this is today. We're talking about this. We should have a take an umbrella, leave an umbrella. I should have an umbrella here and an umbrella there. So that, but I'll still, I'll still but then you'll end up with six it. umbrellas in your office yeah, and probably. none in the house. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So. Uh, in, in episode 43, I talked about how much I hate umbrellas because I'm six foot two. Uh, yeah. They get, I, I just end up getting soaked from like the tits down. <laughs> People are always like, let's share one. And there's not enough room. I'm six no. foot two. This person's short. It's not working <laughs> for them as so I have to hunch over. But my favorite, my favorite thing, and it's still my favorite thing. So many years later was, I loved 
this was when I was still in college. I loved every so often it would rain. It'd be a real like fucking pisser of a rain. And I would be riding to my bike to class or sometimes I'd walk. If it, if it was raining, I'd usually walk. And uh, I'd, I'd see a trash can and there'd be a, a like umbrella just kind of like jammed <laughs> in there because it had folded inside out and all, like, all that. that. And, yeah. I, and I'd just be like, that's one more person who's learned that umbrellas <laughs> are bad. And, and what's funny is over the intervening years since episode 43, five years of shows since then, mm-hmm. I have gone through a phase where I've thought, I should, I should buy, I should be a gentleman. I should have an umbrella. I should have a nice umbrella. I should have an umbrella that is good. And I've shopped for umbrellas and I've never purchased one in those five years Mm. because I just, I just hate them. (laughs) What I do have is I have many quality jackets. Oh, there you go. My hair gets wet, whatever. My, my, my pants get wet. I, I wear waterproof boots to work. So, you know, puddles, no big deal. I have I have like rain boots that I never wear. I I wore them. No, no, I didn't wear them when my basement flooded. And I'm back in my basement for the first time yeah. in yeah. like six weeks uh, or more since since late July. Whatever shit, it's like t- ten weeks. Ten weeks since I've been wow. in this basement uh, to do the show. When the basement flooded, my rain boots were down here, and one of them filled with water. <laughs> Oh, wow. So I didn't even wear them during that. During that, I was just like, <laughs> I'm just going to take my shoes off and roll my pants up and wander through the floodwaters <laughs> like a dipshit. Uh, well, I, so I have- wear those if it rains, but otherwise, like, it's a raincoat all the way for me. It keeps the important parts dry. Your legs get a little wet. They're going to get that way with an umbrella. Well, I, it was more for when you're waiting for a bus. The, the, the umbrella is bullshit when you're walking, but if you're standing in one place, it can be, and it's just coming straight down on you. I, it can, and there's something to be said for that sound of rain, not hitting on you. An umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. It's something about that, that I really like, but, um, uh, was that it for the, the voicemails? No, I have, I have a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the thing. That's the thing about being like coming back to the show. Right. Yes. You're, and no offense to Joel, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to be like. I'm not trying to maddox you by chastising you on the show. I think the conversation is what makes the show work. But like, you get out of the habit of like, you know. No, actually, what it is is the episode, the the first episode you and I did together. I was like, Joel and I are fighting for host. We are fighting both for what? For we're fighting for host. We're both. You're you're. Like you did the uh, Chaco show, your oh, solo podcast, yeah. which was yeah. fantastic. You actually um, liked that. I Chaco loved show. it. I, yeah, I love the interviews. That one. Uh, um, I, maybe I'm the only one, uh, but <laughs> I, I loved it. Like I, I, I had the back catalog on my phone and I would listen you still to have like, it. No, I don't even I, have no, it. I, I'm like four <laughs> phones since then, but I know I had oh. it on my phone. I had it saved. And every so often I would be like, Oh, you know, let me re-listen to that like interview he did with Larry. And yeah, if you were, if, if I, if, if I was um, like working on a project at home, like mowing the lawn or, or working on like fixing this thing, because those interview type things are, I, they're good for keeping my focus. So yeah. Mm. Anyway, the point being like when, when you and Buck did the show, no offense to Buck too. God damn it. I am. Oh, now I'm fucking up again. <laughs> uh, when you and Buck did the show and no offense to Buck, 
you were like the host that drove the show and Buck was the co-host that went off on tangents. And so <laughs> now the last episode you and I did together, I was thinking, oh, we're like trying, we're both trying to like push the show along, but at the same time talk about what we want to talk about. So anyway. <laughs> No, no, I, I I noticed that I was out of practice as well because like um, I stepped on I stepped on like because there, there's a timing aspect, right? Like uh, a timing aspect of like when to jump in and when not to jump in, and I I was out of practice. And I I assure you, good listener, I will get back on track. And and but I actually like not being the host because uh, it, it it takes a lot of the pressure off. It yeah. it. it it definitely takes a lot of the pressure off that not a lot of people understand how long that can take to like set everything up and coordinate and get the people on track and set it like you do a lot of the work here. So no. And, and that's the other thing is that um, like I said, give us 12 weeks, let us like do a bunch of these episodes. Let us figure totally. out what, what each type of episode is like before you start being like, this show sucks now. I, don't want to <laughs> well, uh, I got another voicemail here though. Go for it. Yeah. Hey, Tab and whoever else is co-hosting. Uh, former Californian here, and you are right, the land management sucks, and that's, pro- that's the main reason for the uh, forest fires. <clears throat> also, three-fourths of California is a desert. Uh, they pump all their water in from elsewhere just because they have great weather for farming, and that's also, too, the reason why they're always going to be in a perpetual drought is because the farmers need the water. But, yeah, the main thing is it's a fucking desert, and it's artificially green. And yeah, during the summer, shit gets hot, dried out, and then you got retards doing uh, gender reveals. And I remember that was one of the ones where they set a fucking canyon on fire during the summertime because it's just dry brush. Uh, yeah, I hope that place burns down. I, me too. <laughs> California <laughs> shithole. Yeah, where bees are fish, apparently. <laughs> fish are bees. Uh, I, I was talking about leaving California the last time. I think it actually might be the last time I left California. I did a weekend out of Dick's and then I left California like on a Memorial Day Monday at 630 in the morning or something because him and A's girl were leaving for a vacation and I blasted at L.A. the fastest I think any human being has ever gotten out of L.A. Because it was Memorial Day and there was zero traffic. Zero. Ooh, nice. So I was expecting to be in Barstow by like lunchtime. And I hit there at 8.15 in the morning. I was like, well, we're going to keep going. Get the <laughs> hell out of this piece of shit. Uh, I, I congratulate everybody who used to live in uh, California that doesn't live there anymore. Good on you. Unless you've gone and taken over good places like Idaho and Texas. <laughs> no, that's fine. Just don't vote. Don't vote nah. like you're living in California. Uh, because like that, that's really the problem is that people will move to Texas and then they start voting for blue policies. They don't even they need start- to, ta- to vote. They just start opening up more tattoo parlors and yoga studios. Like just like cool it. <laughs> well, that's the thing is they move, they get there, they get to, Texas or Idaho, and they go like, "Why aren't there no yoga par studios? We should be doing yoga. We should be yeah. having like sunrise yoga at the St. Louis Arch, which is the thing that oh. I saw this week." And I was just like, "Why? Just why? <laughs> Get a life. Try that instead." Uh, here's one. Yeah, here's one from Player Four. 
I got to I got to play the theme. So Matt from Minnesota, spite request, we play this during the voicemails until the end of the show. And technically speaking, the show never ended, so we have to do it forever. <laughs> also, it's very funny. It's uh, when we started doing it, Tim and I would just be like giggling behind the microphones to one another during these voicemails. We wouldn't catch a word that was said. Hey guys, it's Sage. So, uh, uh, I officially resigned from fighting Dead Hills. Uh, reason being, I really don't want to fight someone who hits their bed until they were 15 and <laughs> sounds like such a fucking girl when they make a girl voice. Like, a hundred percent dead helmet psychopath and the second that i punch him he's just gonna fucking go insane and murder me so i, I want a legitimate like fight i don't want to get fucking murdered so and i know the dude's like 600 pounds or whatever at least according to what everyone says so yeah i, I resigned from the fight from dead helm go yeah you win buddy you you fucking psycho no thanks not into that one you're probably like fucking Jeffrey Dahmer or something in your meantime, like in your downtown. So. Yeah, not interested. You win. All right, bye. So save zero, Dead Helm uh, one. We we're starting this, been thrown. this fight out. This fight out not well. Um, so now, now Sage has to try and reclaim the title against Player Four or Mister Kill Everything. Uh, <laughs> will he do it? I don't know. Uh, Joel, do you watch Mr. Ed? <clears throat> uh, oh, you froze for me for a second there. We'll have oh. to see here. Uh, <laughs> Joel, do you watch Mr. Ed? Uh, you know, a horse is a horse, of course, of okay. course, but nobody can talk to a horse, of course. I'm, <laughs> unless, of course, that horse, of course, is the famous Mr. Ed. That's the theme <laughs> of the song, the, the show. I, I'm familiar with Mr. Ed, and actually, uh, I, I've never actually... I love the Mr. Ed um, reviews here or what we're going through, but um, uh, Mr. Ed to me will always be uh, the, um, the movie UHF is one of my favorite, favorite uh, movies. All right. I'm going to have to talk to you later, Joel. (laughs) I I had a bad experience with Weird Al and I, I, you know, UHF was filmed in Tulsa, right? Uh, yeah, I was going Tulsa, to bring that Oklahoma, up. Yeah, my hometown, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry. Do you know that Weird Al with... played a show in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I brought a Blu-ray copy of UHF for him to sign, and he could not sign it because he had to sit behind his goddamn plastic. Sorry, he had to sit behind his fucking plastic wall and not sign anything that I handed across the plastic wall. So I walked out of that theater. I gave the D, the Blu-ray to Tim. I gave my signed post to Tim, and I said, "Fuck Weird Al and fuck oh, his no. stupid face." And I, I I dropped him like cold turkey. I dropped him just like I dropped Star Wars. I am Ooh. a fucking ruthless bastard. Dude, Weird Al was going to be on my next, like, here's what I do get. <laughs> I was, I'm psyched about the new movie coming up. But, like, in the movie UHF, because you have oh, seen Oh, we it. should do a review of that then. Sure, sure. In the movie UHF, which also has a great DVD commentary, because he's kind of like you when it comes to autism of like remembering like super details, like commentary on that one's great. So anyways, in it, though, when they come into the studio for the first time and they encounter Philo, the, the weird scientist guy, what's playing in the background in the studio is Mr. Ed. And it's to imply that this like UHF station that they took over 
is that crappy that it's playing Mr. Ed reruns. So uh, that for me, when I saw that we were doing <laughs> Mr. Ed uh, voice recaps, yeah, recaps, I was I'm totally 100% on board. So hit me with it. Here we go. Mr. Ed. Ed insists Wilbur drag him bareback. <laughs> this leads to an altercation with a police officer in the park. When Wilbur gets back to the house, the neighbor kid Steve asks Wilbur for some lube. At this point, I had to turn the episode off. I could see where it was going, and I'm no not kidding. into sexual relations between humans and animals. This is the same action I took during the episode of the early 21st century science fiction horror series, Family Guy. Well, Brian ate out Stewie's ass. Tune into next week's Biggest Club in the Universe to hear Vito excitedly review the remainder of this episode of Mr. Ed. God damn it. Okay. There's a Andy, California don't... joke or a California reference in there with the bestiality thing, but there's also a Canada reference, and I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Only oh, you know what? Legal in Canada. Yeah. It's legal to fuck horses in Canada? Apparently. It's gross. Gross. Yeah, it is gross. Uh, well, we started this voicemail segment with a, a Dark Dick Man bad day number one. Let's bookend it with Dark Dick Man bad day number two. Hey guys, Dark Dick Man here. Voice message two for today. Here's what I don't get. Why single women are such fuck-ups. I've already answered my question, I know, but you need to hear how much of a fuck-up some of the women in my building are. Um, so our tenants are expected to put their garbage bags in garbage bins and then place them at the front of the building, like right next to the street so that the garbage men can come pick them up straightforward. Not for these ladies. Um, of course, you know, it's, it's much better to leave your garbage just in a bag out front. So all the woodland animals can come and make a mess of it. And so that I can clean it up. Right. Cause that's, that's the most thoughtful and considerate thing to do with your garbage just to literally make the most problems for other people with it. Any case. So that's, what's happening. This was been going on at my apartment building for a long time. I've been cleaning up everybody's messes. Meanwhile, I'm the only person in the whole fucking building who puts their garbage in a bin. I lost you there for a second. Every week. So I decided, uh, or should I mentioned to my dad, it would probably be a good idea to get a camera to start recording who's putting their garbage out in bags and letting the animals make a mess of it. So we did. And I started capturing it. And it's exactly, exactly who I thought think it would be. was doing it. White women. So uh, I could have been an asshole about it. I really should have. I should, I should have just screen capped photos and not just put them, uh, put the, these photos and named and shamed these photos fucking retards who are doing exactly what I'm telling them not to, to avoid making a mess for me that I have to clean up a mess of theirs. In any case, I should have put pictures all over the fucking apartment building of them did, like being completely irresponsible. But instead I said, dear tenants, it is expected that you are to put your garbage in bins and out front for garbage pickup. Now that we have a camera, it's, very easy to see who is and is not putting their garbage in bins. And just so you know, uh, somebody will have to clean that up. So please avoid risking a mess that somebody will have to clean up at some point. I think that that was probably just bordering the line between polite and um, 
you know, firmly identifying exactly what the consequences will be if you are caught. Well, guess what happens next week? Once I've told them all in writing, I guess, you know, that's the, that's the problem. I've told them all in writing, which they probably don't care about, that they're being captured on camera, you know, violating the terms of their own lease, right? Not only one person, only one person put their garbage back in the bin. And I, I don't know who it is yet. Thank you, whoever it was. But all the fucking, fo the rest of you need to be enveloped in as many garbage bags as are in a typical box and then thrown down a flight of stairs and then left out overnight so that the animals can pick at you. I swear to God, like you need to be removed from functional society because you are just... Like you don't, you don't cut it. What the fuck? Single women. Oh my God. Why? What a cancer. What a cancer. Goodbye. I do not miss living in an apartment complex. Oh man. Me neither. Those places are hell on earth, man. <laughs> they're, they're really, truly awful, but it's funny. Like, um, he brings up about the animals getting into the, to the, to the garbage and stuff like that. Like, at <laughs> Okay, you asked about my neighbors. Uh, so my my neighbors, uh, they they just either bury their garbage, burn their garbage, or throw it over the fence into my yard. See your yard. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my daughter cut her heel on, on some broken glass, broken glass that went through her shoe. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, but uh, we have to understand that, um, like it's just, it's part of the culture they don't have garbage collection here. You have to like take it to the bin and like, not everybody has a car or, you know, like they have a motorcycle. Like it, I'm almost half tempted to like have a cart to like, you know, and bring it myself for them. But you know, it's, it's, it's asking too much. It's just, it's not going to get there. But when it comes to tenants in this thing, this, yeah, I had heard that I had a buddy of mine, uh, a former friend, a former friend uh, who uh, used to manage buildings. He was one of those friends who uh, uh, in around 2016, 2017, when he was like, you know, you're supporting Trump. And that was it. Like, uh, uh, but anyways, this former friend was a um, uh, was a building manager. And he used to say the same thing. It was it was the same demographic of people and. Uh, Although, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't divided by race so much uh, as it was just age grouping and single status. Like he, there were single men that were just as bad, but the single, really? huh. single women were really bad. And, and I really find it funny when you bring up about uh, apartments, we got a, my, when my wife and I got our first dog together, that's how we got kicked out of our apartment. Um, because you had a dog? Yeah, because there were dogs in the building. So we assumed we could have dogs. Okay, yeah. But they were grandfathered in. And oh. even the like the the building like super guy or whatever, the, the manager, he lived on our floor. And he and had a dog? He had a dog. Oh, that reminds me of the story Buck so, told like, on the show. Alone. But Buck told the story once where he like wired his forklift to, so his coffee pot was attached to his forklift, and his supervisor came over, took a, the pot of coffee, poured in, poured into his coffee cup, and was like, 
That's pretty good copy. By the way, I'm going to write you up. You're not allowed to modify your forklift. <laughs> and, and I said, I, I was like, Buck, you're a saint because I would have murdered everyone in that warehouse. <laughs> I'm it. Hypocrisy sucks. Yeah. And, and, um, but actually it was funny because like, so we had this dog. The dog was barking. It just didn't like being left alone. We couldn't like, how do you train it to like being alone? Like it's, it's in an apartment <laughs> building. It's impossible. We're like, eventually it'll get, it'll work itself out, but he didn't, you know, so this guy was like, you're going to have to get rid of this dog, right? You're going to have to get, get rid of this dog or you're going to get evicted. And so we were like, well, fine. Fuck you. Here's our, here's our notice. We'll be out, you know, at the end of next month. Like we'll, we'll find our place and we'll be out. And, um, my the same buddy of mine, because this is a time when I was like looking for work and trying to figure out like what I was going to do. And he suggested getting into property management. So I actually like took a course on it and it blew my mind about how much property managers have to go through. Like I didn't, I just took for granted like what being a tenant is like, like paying your rent on time and like, you know, notifying of changes or, you know, cleaning up and trying to get your deposit back. So anyways, this, this, like, um, my, my wife lived when we met, she actually like, because it was close to her work, she lived in like the gay district of Vancouver. And so this, the, the owner, like every time I come into the building, the building was like, just like 90% gay dudes. And so like, I like say it was like just a big penis. It pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't go use the pool anyways. Um, this the, the the manager was this cattiest, like meanest, like just just you know, just an asshole. And um, so when we gave the notice, he kept bugging us about it, kept bugging us about it, kept bugging us about it, like just like you know, like giving us a hard time. So I went above him and went to the to the company that he worked for. I was like, look, I've already out. Like, there's like, what else do you want from us? Like, we're already going out. Like, this, can you get this guy to knock it off? And so, every time, like, and it just always ended up where we'd always be on the elevator together. It was always awkward. Like, you know, like she was on like the 17th floor. So, it was this long, you know, like it was this long thing. And I'd always run into this guy all the time, 100% of the time. And, um, but I'll never forget it because we, when we did the move, it we we the guy was like grumping the whole time and like not being helpful with anything. We we got ourselves moved out, and then we did the walkthrough with them, and we were expecting him to just like take us to town. And he he walked through the place, and you could see this like look on his face, like apparently like every like gay guy that left this building <laughs> left a total tornado crash yeah. behind. And we were the one couple that, took care that of your stuff. actually took care of our stuff yeah. and left them a good thing. And so he gave us a hundred percent of our deposit back and was like totally cool with us after. And, and I'll never forget it. Cause it was like, man, like I was such an asshole until he saw that we actually like, you know, took the time to like clean the fridge out, you know, like just do like normal yeah. purpose person things uh so yeah man I, the uh, last place that i moved out of i got a message from the landlord and she said this is the nicest anyone has ever left any one of my properties ever and, and she had been in the property management business 
for wow. She's self managed her own properties, and that was what the place I live now is self managed by two human beings that I I know them. I have their phone numbers in my phone. There's a problem. I call them. I'm like, hey, yeah, guy, lady. I have a problem. Can can we get it fixed? Like, yeah, we'll we'll get a guy over there. How pressing is it? It's not that pressing. Just you know, sh- shoot me a text with a, a time range. I'll figure it out. And God, I love that so much more than dealing with like some guy that works for a company. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. I'm so glad I own now. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's number two to that's number one to my number two. <laughs> so, are there any more voicemails? That's it. We're done with the show. That's all the voicemails. Wow. Um, leave your voicemails for the show, 704-750-9434, or leave them in the voicemail. If you want to leave a specific voicemail for one of the co-hosts, uh, Joel Chaco, Uncle Buck, Tony from Mac the Movies, or Tim the Handlebreaker, just like say it in your beginning, like, hey, Tab, and host name, because I will read the transcripts and go, like, I'm going to set this one aside for a couple of weeks until that person is back on the show, and that way... Because uh, there was actually, I think there was one for you that I played inadvertently, and they were just like, fuck Joel, I hate him, fuck that guy. I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it. Um, I played on whatever in the next episode was because I didn't catch it in time. Um, but yeah, leave, leave your voicemails if you want to leave them for just general. Oh, actually, wait, I have one more question for you. Um, yeah. This goes back to the Tony from Hack the Movies episode that you were on. I'm going to be, I'm going to ask all the co-hosts. Uh, because I said a thing and there's been some disagreement in the voicemails. So I want some voicemails on this. Joel, if I were to like right now, I have to pee I'm real bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So if I had to pee real bad and let's say I'm sitting in the chair, I unzip my pants. I kind of pull my wiener out just a little bit, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. And I started peeing. And when I got up and left the studio, my pants were wet. Did I piss my pants or did I just oh. not piss outside of my pants well enough? Yeah. Okay. So I, that I was listening to that episode and uh, that see. Because my, so my reaction while you're thinking, back to, my reaction that, was immediately you pissed your pants. Right. But, but here's the thing though, like, cause like going back to the biggest problem, a totally unrelated show to this. Completely uh, unrelated. I've never even heard of it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, a famous episode brought up the problem of piss driblets. Yes. And and I mean, you where does the line draw there? Because I mean, you know, like piss driblets aren't pissing your pants. It, I, I I agree, but but piss driblets are what's left in the chute after the muscle that is your bladder. Right. Expresses the piss. Okay. Versus pissing your pants is losing control of the bladder and not getting it outside your pants. Right. Right. Uh, That's a tough one. That's a tough one. You know, because the thing is, is that like, I'm with Tony that there was like an attempt was made. (laughs) Because I always always, I always always think that like pissing your pants is like, you're unaware of you're you're either unaware of the problem or you don't care and you just go ahead and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But then you you know the point was made that yeah, no, like if you didn't do it properly enough and you you if if piss did soak the pants, then they are pissed pants. So and I, if it I, came out if it came out of your wiener, 
yes. then you piss the pants. Like, right. if, like if you were to, in some weird, like you're, let's say, this is a really, really weird hypothetical, but it's completely yeah. hypothetical because we live in different countries and sure. continents. But if I pissed on your pants, well, let's say I'm in the I'm in the toilet, like I'm in the stall, right? And I'm sitting there, I'm shitting, I'm shitting, I'm taking a shit. Yes. My my pants are down around my ankles, and I didn't lock it well enough, and and Joel is just like. <laughs> Joel has to piss, man. He he drank a gallon of Gatorade. Nothing is holding this piss back. And he run, he runs into the bathroom. It's yeah. one stall and one urinal. And there's some weird dude at the urinal. He's like three feet back from the urinal, just like pissing, like a really impressive stream. But he's pissing straight into the urinal. He's doing a good job. There's no splashback. And Joel's just like, well, I got to try this. And, 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 uh, you know, I've been there. I've been like ready to piss. Right. And I'm like, I through the bathroom door. There are no ladies present. <laughs> I've been in the case where my zipper's undone and I'm like fishing, Just making it. Yeah. I'm fishing it out. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, Oh God, that, that guy's, that guy's taking that urinal. I can't take that. Let me try this, this stall. Oh, the stall, the door's not locked and you open it up and you're just like, I gotta go. And then, Oh God. Oh my God. There's tab. He's in there. He's, he's taking a shit. And so you're like kind of pissing all over my general area and it's all over my pants. Like I didn't piss my pants. Joel pissed my pants. It's a right. very weird thing that happened, but, but Joel could. pissed my pants. Yes. I didn't piss my pants. Joel pissed my pants. That is a case where someone else pissed your pants. Now, definitely. If in the same situation you don't get your wiener out of the pants enough and you piss yeah. on them, did you? That's piss a good the pants? point, though. Because okay, so like the last time I pissed my pants, um, was episode uh, seventeen of Here's What I Don't Get. <laughs> Mad Cooks was on. And he just wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was uh, driving back from a long trip of work. I know you have to go, so I'm going to make this one quick. Um, but I, I drove, I was driving all the way back and I lived in an apartment building and I got to the apartment building and some, and I, I finally got parked into my car and I, I really had to go like really, and then I yeah. get to the elevator, can't get to the, you know, like and I, I finally, I get up to my, uh, my and your apartment. Wiener, sorry to interrupt your wiener nose. I don't oh, know what it is. You, like your wiener and your butt both know. Like when you you start pulling into the driveway, it's like, yep. oh yeah, it's we're like, we're near the we're home close. toilet. Like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 I gotta, I gotta like press the button to close the garage door. I gotta lock this door. I gotta unlock two doors. Yeah. I have to get it through the house. I have oh. to get to my bathroom and then pull the pants down. We don't have time. We, we're not even close to being ready to evacuate. So I get up there. I get all the way up. I get, I just burst through the door, get in. And I'm like, it is emergency town at this point. And I'm trying to, I had just bought these new like shorts that had a built-in like belt in the thing. And I hadn't fully figured them out yet. How'd and they go? I, and it, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. And it was, it was just like this, this personal, like horrifying like, I can't believe, like, I mean, cleaning up after your, in front of your own toilet, shame. you've made it. Yeah. And it is a real shame. It is like a true, deep, dark shame. <laughs> but you're like, but the point is that going back to Tony's thing is like, I tried, I, I, I never missed. This is, a, I never have this problem. This is, this, that is never yeah. a problem. But that time, definitely. And you know what? 
because there an attempt was made. I I was sober. I tried to to do the whole thing. Tried to do it, but speaking, yes, yes, I did, and that that is what happened. I was in my twenties, and it, it happened, and and so you know, uh, it, it's a it's a shame. It's funny about the point about the 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 hypothetical you gave. Just as one last piss reference for the road, um, <laughs> just to make it worse for you. <gasps> Welcome to piss gas. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy was telling me when I was looking at uh, uh, buying properties in Paraguay, he was like, you know, you go when you go to go do the, you know, buy a property. He's like, he's like, you gotta, you gotta show him who's boss. <laughs> You gotta show him his boss. He's like, when you're there, like when you're meeting with the property owner, you gotta like, you gotta like take a piss. You you just gotta like, you gotta piss on a tree or piss on the property, and then like look him in the eye while you're doing it. He's like, Just, just piss, just piss and look at him and then, and then like zip up and like shake his hand and make an offer. <laughs> so I, I thought that was going to be like real advice. Like when you go, if you're, if you're looking at a house or an apartment, especially a house, apartments, yeah. apartments, no. like the whole building has the same water no. pressure. Farmland. Yeah, one of the things I was doing when I was looking at houses out here is because um, I, I toured, I, I don't know how many houses I toured. I toured too many houses before I finally, it, it was a nightmare. I, 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 it was on the podcast. Um, right. But one of the things that I do when I, when I tour a house to, to rent it is I go in and I flush the toilet because you want to know what, like what that flush is like if yeah. it's if it's some piddly low flow toilet nonsense where Move it's going to take two or three flushes to get a good dump out and the other yeah. thing i do is I, I always turn on the shower and i have my yeah, own shower idea. head i've had it yeah. for several years i know what it feels like but i can kind of tell when you like turn on a turn the, the faucet on and it's this little dribbly oh, bullshit yeah. it's oh. like i i can't shower in that i need no I need to be, I have a rainfall shower head. I don't know if you have. I, what, I what? have one too. I, I, it's a whole other issue I was going to be bringing in is bad it, water pressure. It, it, uh, no, no, you, you're right. We'll, and we'll save it. But like, it's my shower head is not like high pressure in that it's punching you. It's high pressure in that there's a lot of water right. in the space. And so when I turn on some little like two inch water pressure head and it's yeah, it's like piddly a, like i know when this yeah. fills my 10 inch square head it's gonna be <laughs> nothing uh yeah so but yeah i guess i guess that's definitely worthwhile i didn't piss on any trees and make an offer when i was touring houses and that's that's probably why it took me so long to find a place so. <laughs> you gotta mark the, you gotta show them authority you know yeah. you mark your territory but Awesome, man. Well, you know, we, we almost ran the, this up to three hours, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think that's the problem with only coming on once a month. Is it like, ah, got I got so to much energy to go. Yeah, exactly. I, I think we'll I didn't fix even tell that. my fish story. So yeah, I'll tell I think that another day. We will fix that uh, by adding, we're going to add some more bonus content to the roster. Sure. Uh, which is going to include, I know you and Buck were flirting about doing a retro sode. So um, stay that's tuned. That's a good idea. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that's a date. I'm just saying that there are, 
there is potential. So oh, say, absolutely. Say I might even do some walk and talks. Uh, just just walk and talks on the uh, on the property because uh, there's there's fun stuff to talk about. Uh, maybe maybe people will want to see my aquaponics uh, setup now that it's like all working and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, it's 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 bonus content, but you know, like uh, you know, don't feel like that's what you're paying for all the time. But I mean, you know, if you're interested, you know, sometimes that's- people might be. And that's perfect for the $2 tier because the $2 tier is those things where it's like, uh, I don't really have a thing. It's not a set format, but I want to throw it out there and I, totally. and I want to, I want to get it to people. So, and I'm not going to speak on anybody's behalf, but you know, a five year later sequel to Chaco jr. Maybe see, uh, we how we're he's talking matured. about that. Yeah. So, yeah we'll, we're talking about that. We could do that for sure. In any case, subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash HWIG. Leave your voicemails at seven zero four seven five zero nine four three four. And, uh, thank you everybody for listening until next time. I'm tab Burt. I'm Joel Chaco. Catch you next week. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>